Can, can you hear us now? Can you, you guys got to, you know, you, you, you got to let us know because I have no idea. It says that you can hear us. Everybody Hello. should be able to hear us. Hello, is this thing working? Exactly. Wow, Holabilly. Holy cow. Holabilly is back in the comments. Keep calm. It's okay. We don't need to panic. Hey, oh look at that. God. Look at that. Okay, oh, well. Okay. <laughs> this is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine We're starting over. Number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. And I will say, welcome into the Monty Show. Hey, yo, man, uh, this show is presented by The Advocates, utahadvocates.com. Um, your friends at The Advocates want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving and remember to be safe and avoid distracted driving as you uh, make your way to mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, family, sons, daughters. Avoid distracting driving and remember, if you are involved in, a, in an accident that involves negligent driving, somebody was distracted and hit you and your family, Get to the advocates, utahadvocates.com, because you need somebody to fight for you. Happy Thanksgiving from the advocates. Uh, appreciate you sticking with us through those problems. Um, a lot of questions about the Jazz, which is where we started, and we will start again there yeah. with the Jazz. Um, because this situation with Colin Sexton last night. Right. Let's ask you about this, and I wonder what you what you guys think about this because this situation that we show we're showing you on the bench this is Will Hardy and Colin Sexton with about 4 minutes to go in the game the jazz would eventually lose last night as everybody is aware 121 to 114 and the question that i guess i'm wondering is hey what do i think they're talking about i think will hardy is getting into colin sexton about being a me first point guard and that Colin Sexton wants to get his points first. And mm -hmm. I don't necessarily believe that's a huge issue. But what I do believe is that Will Hardy isn't here for that. Will Hardy is here for the pass to the corner, which we've talked about on multiple occasions. You can't in Philly go up against Joel Embiid and get that shot blocked at the rim when you have a guy standing wide open in the corner. Thanks. And I think that when you look at Colin Sexton, he has over his career – been a guy that's been focused on himself before being focused on everybody else. And Jake, I got to tell you, I have no problem with what Will Hardy did there. Yeah, zero problem with it. I I, I think that Will Hardy is is doing his job. And, and, and to me, you know, my takeaway in addition to what you said, because I do agree with that, but in addition to that, like I, I also think there's probably some conversations around, you know, hey, we've talked about this before. We've worked on this. Like, why are you not? kicking to the corner you know it's not just simply that he's not kicking to the corner it's like hey we've worked on this we've watched the tape how are you missing this read how are you how like how are you continuing to do that same thing over and over again and, and so to me that's where a lot of these turnovers come from like you know obviously you guys watch jazz games just the same way we do i'm sure you're seeing it too like they will drive into the paint they will get stuck and that leads to a turnover and by the way Colin Sexton is not the only one guilty of this, right? Like, this is something we see out of Jordan Clarkson. We see it regularly out of Mike Conley. So that's why I'm saying, like, Will Harding understands that, that they should be winning more of these games than they are winning. 
And I think he's not going to give Colin Sexton a free pass. You know, like, obviously, this is part of his development. So I was perfectly fine with it. I thought it was absolutely spot on. Yeah, I, I think the interesting part of this is that everybody goes to the negative on these things. I'm telling you that this is not at all negative. This is Will Hardy doing his job. And I think one of the things, A, that we've seen in the past under, you know, the, the Quinn Snyder regime was that we didn't see enough of this. And we saw angry Quinn and Quinn, but we didn't see enough accountability behind the scenes and on the bench. And I think this has clearly been a conversation that's happened behind the scenes. This is not the first time that Will Hardy has gotten into Colin Sexton. You can mm -hmm. tell that almost right away. And notice that Colin doesn't storm off or they don't get into an almost physical altercation. It's just a conversation. And I think Will Hardy is a young animated guy. I love this. This is basketball. This is the NBA. This is coaching. This is everything you want on your basketball team. And I saw the people on Twitter last night saying, oh, the Jazz are coming apart. Au contraire, mon frere. This is not the Utah Jazz coming apart. When you look at this altercation on the bench, and, and I won't even call it that, when you look at this conversation on the bench, notice that not everybody's freaking out. Do you see that people aren't coming to step in and stop it? Because this is a culture that Will Hardy has created on this team. Well, look at Colin Sexton. Notice how Will Hardy's getting into him, but Colin Sexton's not getting all fired up and defensive. You know and I mean? Will Hardy is listening to Colin Sexton as they go back and forth. Yeah. As you watch, you can see that Will is doing most of the talking, but you can also see that Colin Sexton is listening. Look at that. He's not cutting him off. They're talking about a situation. Yeah. And I have no problem with that. And Will is allowing Colin Sexton to talk, and I think that's great. This is normal basketball. Yeah. This is not dysfunctional. This is not a problem. This is what you want to see out of your basketball coach. Mm -hmm. And we run from this stuff, and I don't understand it. We immediately want to go to, oh, my God, instead of, all right, let's go. Now, oh, now we know we have a coach that people respect and listen to. That's what I think you should be taking away from this yeah. because I, I think that's clearly what is on display here. Well, and I think it's where you're at in your process of rebuilding the team. I mean, obviously, this is year one. Like, Will Hardy is clearly putting his footprint on, on the roster, and I think that, you know, like, these type of conversations are going to happen. Like, if you think that if you think that everything is hunky-dory and is all sunshine and flowers and all positive all the time, like, you know, you're up in the night. Like, you, you need to understand this, like, playing basketball for these guys is their job. So when, yes. you know, like, when you're not filling out a spreadsheet, right, and your boss has talked to you about that and you get that talking to, that's the same thing as Colin Sexton turning it over regularly or taking bad shots or, and that really, to me, is also a thing for Colin Sexton. Like, I don't love the shot selection right now out of him. Like, I, I, I feel like they need to work the ball more. And, and, and that's where I think a lot of this, this passion on a Will Hardy comes from. Like, yeah. the Jazz are not patient enough on offense. They are trying to just drive the paint and not move the ball. And, and they get sort of, you know, reeled into these situations where they're not sure where to go with the ball. So then they just play the pick and roll. And that's easy for teams to defend. That's not a difficult thing with, with this roster for the Clippers to defend or for whoever they're playing to defend, which is why you need to penetrate the paint and move the basketball. And that's why I think you see that passion on the bench. And, and so I, I just, I love the fact that Will Hardy is not scared 
to have that conversation on the bench in the public eye. Do you think Will Hardy doesn't know that that's going to be on tape or doesn't know that the cameras are going to catch that or doesn't know that, you know, like people are going to see that? Yeah, he does know people are going to see that. And no, he doesn't give a damn. He doesn't care because he needs to have that conversation in game. And so that's why I say, when you look at the the Sexton-Conley relationship, that's why that relationship is so important. Because if Mike Conley can help with some of this stuff on the floor, that's really going to take the onus off of Will Hardy to constantly chase Sexton to make the right play. Whereas if it can come from Conley... That always works out better. So to me, I, I like it's. I, I don't know why people were freaking out about this. Like I understand you haven't seen a whole lot of this, you know, in 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 Quinn's era. I get that, but again, we're in a different era. We're in a different time. Like they're doing different things. They're trying to accomplish a different goal right now. And last point I would make is the pride thing is seriously different. Like last year, you had a bunch of pride on on the roster and Don and Rudy. I'd even say Bogdanovich at times had a little bit of pride about not getting the basketball enough. Like you had guys who had real strong opinions about their game. And now the difference is you still have those opinions, but you're a young guy. You haven't done anything in the league, which is why you can't, you have nothing to stand on. That's why these conversations are so good. Yeah. And I also think this brings up a question. When we talk about these guys, this brings up the question of who should start at point guard. And should the Utah Jazz start Talon Horton Tucker at, at, at point guard? And I think they should. I think, I think until Colin Sexton can show you that he will routinely make the right basketball play, and that's the biggest thing here. That's the thing you have to understand is that Colin Sexton's not making the right basketball play repeatedly. Yeah. It's not something that's once, twice, even three times. It's repeatedly. Mm-hmm. And the issue is that I don't think you can start Colin Sexton next to Jordan Clarkson and expect a a positive result. No. I don't think you can do that. So when I look at all of the the available options at point guard, I think Talon Horton Tucker is is the right guy. I I think I would start him because you've got to get more ball movement. And I think THT's a guy who... I think he's aware his three-point shot is not his first option. With all due respect. So he's a guy that can get into the lane and get fouled or make the right play or make the right pass. Those are things that have to happen. I don't have a problem playing Colin Sexton. Maybe he's the bucket getter off the bench that Jordan Clarkson's been. But I think he can't start next to Jordan Clarkson. I just think it's a combination that, frankly, is not good for the Jazz. And, Jake, I think if I had if I had the choice, I'd be starting THT. Yeah, and I think it's a really interesting conversation if you're Will Hardy because, you, you, on one hand, you're, you're trying to develop Colin Sexton. And I think, you know, if we pause and take a second and dive a little deeper on that, the question has to be asked, what do you want Colin Sexton to be long-term? Are you trying to turn him into an operator, uh, a, a true on-the-ball point guard, a guy yeah. that's going to initiate offense? Or is the game plan for Colin Sexton to be more of a two-guard, more of a Donovan Mitchell-type player where you're trying to get him to score off the ball and, like, do that type of thing? You know, I think that conversation really dictates what you're going to do with Talon Horton Tucker because I tend to agree Talon Horton Tucker, as I said yesterday, can be a more physical player. Talon Horton Tucker has the body to push other point guards around and penetrate the paint and kick the ball. So, to me, 
it is a more natural fit to start THT next to Clarkson, but that doesn't make a whole lot of sense if, you, if you're if you trying to get Sexton to a place where he can replace Mike Conley when Mike inevitably leaves the organization. So that's why I say it depends what they want to do. If it was me, I agree. I would start THT. I'd make Sexton earn his minutes. But by the way, Hullabilly, who decided to join the show today, Hullabilly is back. It's amazing. We have missed you. Yes. <clears throat> <clears throat> We have missed you as much as I've missed my voice. Uh, Hola, Billy. Good to see you. He says, THT should start at linebacker for Fat. my pats. He's got the air. Fat. Um, Izak Baji. Ochayak Baji with the Salt Lake Stars in option. We were at the game last night. And Baji looks like he has really improved his shot. You look at this is in warmups, obviously. Um, and you look at how easy it is for him. He looks like a guy that's really in, improved his shot quite a bit, Jake. Were you impressed with what you saw? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's become quite a bit easier for him uh, just to make some of these, to make the three ball since we last saw him, um, you know, with the big club and very, very limited exposure, obviously. He hasn't yeah. really gotten that long-term run yet. But but I think, you know, in watching him, we, we were here for the game, obviously. We watched, uh, you know, most of the first half last night. Um, as they're playing Santa Cruz, and and what I notice about Agbaji and what I what I think could really translate to the Jazz is Agbaji is very good at understanding floor spacing and very good at understanding where he needs to be uh, based on who he's playing with and and where they're at in the game because he got a real long run in the first half last night against Santa Cruz and and I liked what he what he brought to the table in the with the first group that he played with. He was more of an, an on-the-ball guy looking for his shot, um, trying to produce offensively. And I, and I think he had uh, three threes or two threes and uh, a couple points in the paint or whatever. Like, he was producing. You know, with the second group, um, he took on more of a 3-and-D role where he was standing in the corner, doing a lot of running around, not really the on-the-ball guy, just looking to be in the right spot at the right time based on the set. So... To me, he there's some flexibility in what you can do with Agbaji, but at a minimum, this is somebody who, to me, is capable of developing into a guy that could shoot 37, 38% from three pretty regularly for you, and I think wouldn't be a problem uh, playing in multiple different lineups based on who the matchup is, which I think is nice to have in the organization. Like, we're sitting here talking about how Colin Sexton is struggling to move the ball and struggling to be pliable, it's nice that you have somebody in Agbaji who potentially, just based on what I saw, again, one night, totally get it, limited exposure, not 20 games worth of watching him, but one night last night, it does seem like he's someone who's got some flexibility. So I was happy with what I saw. I hope that, you know, by the end of the season, he does get some minutes with the Jazz, but we'll see how they handle him. By the way, the uh, Salt Lake Stars shoot a hell of a lot of threes. Um, they lost last night. Yeah. Um, they shot 13 of 46. <coughs> they did not shoot well last night. Uh, Ochai Agbaji, 4 of 13. Uh, 20 points, 3 rebounds, 0 dimes, 2 steals, 1 turnover. Mm -hmm. Led by Paris Bass last night. Um, so, hey, by the way, they played uh, the Santa Cruz Warriors. Dude. James Wiseman is a physical freak. My guy who I was really excited to see. James Wiseman is is an absolute stud. Like, his arms are so long. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you're just not going to stop him. 
And those movement drills that you're seeing him go through last night are pretty freaking remarkable. Yeah. He is he's a terrible defender. Yeah. I mean, he's just not well, an instinctual defender. Yeah, his issue is is he doesn't know where he should be based on where the ball is. That's the problem. Like he doesn't know, okay, the ball is on the far wing. Where's my guy trying to go? Like he has no ability to do that. And that and that to me is what's really interesting in the league because you think about like if I use Rudy Gobert as an example, Rudy is tremendous at understanding where other guys are you know, in, in space, he's not great playing man-to-man defense in my opinion, but he understands space and he understands, okay, the ball's here. This guy's over there. I need to jump now. You know, like he understands that and Wiseman really struggles with that. And I do think, you know, I, I, I love watching Wiseman play, but with all due respect, he needs to humble himself a little bit. Like he, there were a couple moments just even in shoot around, like even in in pregame, like where, where like, you know, he was trying to shoot a ball and a rebound came off and hit the ball he was trying to shoot out of his hands. Yeah. And he got annoyed by that. And it's like, dude, like, like, just chill out, man. Like, like humble yourself, you know? And that to me is a big part of why he's there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, thank you, by the way, to everybody who's texting me saying, hey, we can't hear you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate thank that. You. We had a okay. small technical staff, snafu, so I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, what's up, Neville 93 says, can you show us that video again? I'm assuming you want Will Hardy and Colin Sexton. Yeah. I just don't have a problem with this. I, I really don't. And I know everybody's blowing this but up in jazz country. Hardy, but but my, the reason my takeaway is that this is a conversation about, hey, Colin, we've talked about this, is because Colin clearly is pointing and justifying why he did something. And Will is like, hey, you can't do it this way because that like that's my takeaway, right? Like that's why I feel that way. Because he's like, hey man, like what the hell? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like we've talked about this. Like, and then, you know, Colin's like, well, I was doing this, that, you know, so that that's why I felt like that's what the conversation was. Yep. San Diego State, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> says it's called productive and functional communication. Good morning, by the way. Good morning, sir. Uh, Rec One says, good morning, studs. Rec One, how are you? Brandon Whiteside says, Sexton is fine. He just plays Mitchell Hero Ball. He'll figure it out. Okay. I, I That's probably exactly The problem is, true. is he doesn't have Donovan Mitchell's offensive potential. That's the problem. He doesn't have what Donovan Mitchell has naturally within his body. That's the thing. So he has to make the smarter play. Yeah, by the way, did anybody see Donovan Mitchell snatch a double-double last night? <laughs> <laughs> away from Evan Mobley. <laughs> Jared Allen was pissed. The last rebound of the game. Evan Mobley's got 10 points and nine rebounds. Donovan goes up and snatches it from Evan Mobley. Yeah, Jared Allen was not amused. Yeah. But what are you going to do when Donovan Mitchell scores 29 points, nine dimes, three is three steals? Yeah. Four of eight from three. Like I mean, again, I will just say, Donovan Mitchell averaging 30 points in six times. Mm-hmm. The guy is a the guy's an MVP candidate. Yep. I don't I don't know how else you I don't even know how else you look at that. Yep. I mean, I just I Don is a stud. Yep. Uh what's up, Lopes fan Gabe? Thanks for the nutshot video uh for Monday Night Football last <laughs> night that you sent us. Appreciate that. Uh, NY Monty fan, good morning, sir. He says this is called coaching. Anyone who says otherwise is soft and shouldn't be in sports. Coaches growing up lit you up and you did better than uh, when they praised you. Yeah, I I cannot tell you how many times I got yelled at as a kid. Mm-hmm. But I could always hit. And I 
I I have memories of my 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 Mr. Petty in Round Lake Beach, my baseball coach, just screaming at me for trying to hit every every pitch into like the moon. Come on, man. The stratosphere. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what, I remember I can also remember him saying, You're not gonna be on this team if you don't hit the ball through the right side. <laughs> I vividly remember that. Uh, like you got you have that has to happen. Yes. If you don't understand that you are competing every single rep, you're not going to get better. Keep it real. You're not going to get better. Uh, let's see. Dominion Small says Rudy Gay is the missing piece for the Jazz. Just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. No, he's not. And uh, my Monty fan says, good to see you, Hullabilly. Yes, it is. Uh, San Diego State managers get the job done. Leaders get the job done the right way. That is what Hardy was exhibiting. Leadership. Totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Totally agree. Jackson says, to me, it's clear. Kelly Olynyk is your starting point guard. Totally agree. Hey, guys. Totally agree. Kelly Olynyk, yes. Like 15 dimes a game. You know, you know. he probably's got to change the headband out once you know. a game. You know. you know. Yeah. You know. Uh, David Morris says, maybe Sexton shouldn't start. He does well in his bench role, but I don't know the answer. I, Well, I think he played his way out of a starting spot last night. Well, but I also think that, you know, we can't lose sight of the fact that, like, this is where you're at. Like, you you should be happy that they're experimenting with a guy like Colin Sexton. Like, you should be happy that that they're they're trying to push the boundaries of what he can do right now. Because again, if you just if you just pigeonhole him into a bench role, he's going to be a bench player, right? That's what he's going to develop into. If he gets used to being a bench player, that's what he's going to be. If you say, hey, the expectation is you're going to be a starting guard for us, whether that's point or shooting. You're going to be a starting guard for us, and we need to figure out what it's going to take for you to play 35 minutes a night. Then that's what he's going to turn into, and there's going to be there's going to be a need for conversations on the bench, like we saw last night. So that's why I say, like, I I truly I, I was truly surprised. Everyone's like, oh man, like they're fighting on the bench, like the, you know, panic time. Like I just didn't understand it. I, I felt like. Hey, Quinn Snyder never never broke through this barrier with his players. And I get it, different group, tons of veterans, you know, Western Conference Finals aspirations, totally get it, different time, right? Different energy, I get it. But at the same time, how many, how valuable would it have been if if we'd have seen this out of Quinn with Donovan, right? If there would have been that, that relationship. And that's what I'm saying. Will Hardy is starting early. He understands this is a long-term play, and that, and that Colin Sexton is going to be here, and he's got to establish that relationship. And so that's why I think it was incredibly important he did that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Jazz Talk on the Monty Show is presented by our good friends at TridayTrading.com slash Monty. TridayTrading.com slash Monty. I'm telling you, day trading is a legitimate way for you to build a side hustle and make that money you've always wanted to make. And if you don't want to take my word for it, how about you take Alema Harrington's word? Alema Harrington here. You know, I've been in the broadcast business going on 30 years now. And after that amount of time, you start to be able to pick some winners. I want to share a winner that I'm aware of with you, and that is my guys at Tri-Day Trading. They're going to teach you how to trade, and then they're going to let you trade using their money and then split the profits with you. That's a pretty winning deal. If you want to register for a free webinar, all you have to do is go to trydaytrading.com slash Monty. So for more information, it's trydaytrading.com slash Monty. We'll see you there. There you go. Alema Harrington tells you what I tell you every day, trydaytrading.com 
slash Monty. It is uh, great. We have several people from this show that are in the program, or excuse me, the program, the program right program. now Thank you, the uh, at Triday Trading. And as Alema said, the best part about Triday Trading is when you're through there program, program. Uh, you actually start making your first trades with their money, not your own money. And if you make money with Triday Trading's money, you're going to split the profit with you. So get there now. Watch the free webinar. That's all I'm asking you to do. Get to TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Sign up for the webinar and watch it and then make a decision. Uh, make that money you've always wanted to make. It, it really is uh, that simple. Uh, if Will Hardy had done... Uh, had, did that to Don, he would have demanded a trade. Well, I mean, I don't, I, I don't think you know that. I, I, I think that, I, I think that, you know, Donovan Mitchell, you know, likes himself some Donovan Mitchell and there's nothing yes, wrong he with does. that. Um, but I also think that just like James Wiseman is being humbled in the G league, I think that there are certain guys and I think Don rides this line from time to time. Sometimes he steps over it. Sometimes he's on it. Sometimes he's behind it. And when you're stepping over it, your head coach has to be man enough to come to you and step to you and say, hey, man, this isn't good enough. And you aren't the best in the league right now. That's right. right? And, and I think that that's where, like, you know, when you think about the relationship Steve Kerr and Steph have, like, I guarantee you Steve Kerr and Steph have had extremely difficult conversations about, you know, where, where Steph's doing this wrong or that wrong or whatever. The difference is, is that Steph wants those conversations, and that's what makes Steph great. Like, you look at Donovan – and him and Quinn didn't have, in my opinion, the kind of relationship that Will Hardy has with this group. And and that's why I'm saying, like, I, I still maintain, yeah, you lost last night. Yes, you did. Right? But at the same time, there were a lot of wins last night within that game. Yes. And this bench thing was one of those wins. And I think, you know, all jokes aside, Kelly, the performance you're getting out of Kelly Olynyk, I think, is a win. I think, you know, watching Walker Kessler, you know, battle these these bigs and lose some of those matchups, but obviously grow from the matchup is a win. And that's what I'm saying. Like, don't like just because they came out hot and they won 10 of 13 to start the year. Don't just change your expectations. Like, watch the game within yeah. the game. Yeah, I, I, and I think it's easy to. I think it's easy to ebb and flow. This team's going to be fine. This team is going to be fine. Eric and Raleigh says Penny Hardaway failed James Wiseman. Well, maybe there was that was very early in Penny's career at Memphis. So you, you I mean, you might not be wrong. Uh, My Mati fan says I don't see anything wrong with that clip. I think it's just coaching and credit to Sexton for having the desire to be better and not get upset, as Monty already said. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Uh, Holabilly says, Will is saying, I pay you from the neck down. Don't think that's what I don't think that's what I do. Okay. I don't really know what that means. I don't know what that means, man. I don't know. Uh, if Will, this is the comment that I want to go back to though. Yeah. Is that accurate? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't personally think it's accurate. I I don't know Donovan well enough to know, but like, I think that, no, I don't think he would have requested a trade if he was held accountable for, for taking bad shot after bad shot. But I also think that you, the lack of accountability Quinn Snyder had with that group is why Mike Conley was bricking a game-winning shot and why Bogdanovich shot an air ball uh, on a game-winning shot in the Dallas series. And Donovan didn't get the ball. And that's ultimately why I think Donovan didn't progress the way he should have progressed as a player in his final two seasons in in Jazzland, because in Cleveland it's a very different dynamic. He is the guy, 
But but what they're saying is, hey, you have to take this next step. Yes, you're the guy, but the defense knows you're the guy, and you have to move the ball. You have to get everyone involved. And so that's why he's developing. That's why he's getting 29, 35 points a night. Like That's why he's in that range, because he's constantly got the ball, and he's constantly engaged mentally. And I'm telling you, that really, really matters as far as scoring and staying in the flow of the game and like it's a big deal so i don't think he would have demanded a trade i think that guys know like devin booker right now knows what he's going to do in two seasons he knows he he already knows if he's going to ask for a trade or it like hey if we don't make the western conference finals this year i'm going to ask out or like these guys know what they're going to do man look no further than kevin durant and Kyrie to brooklyn right like that was a two-year in the cooker situation so so I'm saying, like, I, I just don't, I don't agree with that comment, Holabilly, but I, I understand, like, where you might get those thoughts from. Yeah, I, I uh, yeah, that's, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Eric Amrali says, Penny coached Wiseman in AAU. That's how Wiseman ended up at Memphis. Well, I think Penny coached Wiseman in high school. And Wiseman should have gone, I think it was to Kansas or Kentucky. He should have gone to Kansas or Kentucky. He was the number one player in his high school class. Um, and I just think he got hurt right out of the gate at Memphis. Like, it was just a disaster. Yeah. The whole thing, he wound up trying, you know, he followed Penny to Memphis, and it just, it was a mess. It was a mess. Uh, Holabilly says, I am controversy central, and I embrace it. Well, you, you know. know. Yeah, well, that's true, too. Besides Tanner, LOL, exactly. Well. Uh, Don doesn't come off as spoiled enough to ask for a trade after a critical conversation, Mike Maple says. And that's the thing, like, I think... I just think Donovan Mitchell will never be will never be respected by Jazz fans. I don't think Jazz fans realize the contribution he made to this team, and I just think Jazz fans will never respect Don. Mm-hmm. And I, I, yeah, I just I don't. That's my opinion. Josh says Don has better players around him in Cleveland that helps him out. Yeah, absolutely, no doubt about that. Mike Maples, uh, no, I missed that one. NY Monty fan says this is also, this also speaks to the intangibles that are Mike Conley. He is such a smart basketball player, all around good guy. Probably likes his uh, pellet grill like we do. Well, yeah, well, you know what I'm saying. Like, I, I mean, certainly you miss Mike Conley. Your point guard of the future is clearly not on the roster, right? Because it's not Colin Sexton. Thanks. I don't know that he's ever been that guy. But I think that, yeah, you, Mike Conley, this is the ultimate conundrum with Mike Conley. And it is that Mike is super talented. He's really good when he's healthy, but Mike Conley's hurt too much. You can, I always say it, water's wet and Mike Conley's hurt. Like, you know, it's obvious it's going to happen. It's the truth. It's the reality. And it's the frustrating part of the last couple of years that he's been here. He's been hurt for some of the biggest games that this team has played. And his impact on the club and on the floor is, has been noticed, felt, and missed. And it's one of the most frustrating things about Mike Conley as he's not been able to stay healthy for the biggest moments. And that's why I say I, I just don't think that guy who's going to be your point guard of the future is on the team now um, because I don't think it's, it's you know, Alexander Walker. Or I don't think it's THT or Colin Sexton or Jordan Clarkson or – Certainly not Mike Conley at his stage of his career. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of the positions you have to address. You have to go get a floor general, right? So I think every great team has one. 
That's why, for instance, the Lakers sputter or whoever you want to point to. Mm-hmm. It's why Golden State's so good because they have Steph. Or it's why the Knicks went out and, and overpaid to get Jalen Brunson, if you will. The Jazz don't have that. And they will. I think they will. But right now, I think you're going to see it's going to be a hodgepodge. My guess is um, when they you know, when they get back on the floor against the Pistons, that it's going to be Talon Horton Tucker. That would, that would, be, that would be my guess. Tomorrow night at seven, Jake. I think THT probably starts a point. Yeah, I, 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 I think that's something you got to look for. You know, I, I, I think that you know if if he decides to go with THT in the starting lineup, I, I think you're also putting yourself in a position where if THT doesn't play well, now you've got a real controversy on your hands because now you're going to start a guy, but you're only going to play him five six minutes. And you're going to bring the other guy in. And you're going to rotate him through the game and make him earn minutes. And and I think that's great. Like I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That's certainly not a huge issue, but. It'd just be nice if Talon Horton Tucker came in, you know, ran the floor, made the right play regularly, like, you know, did his job and, and, you know, everything kind of slotted together. And then you could find, you know, development pieces for Colin Sexton. That's what I think you want to happen. But we'll see. I mean, again, Talon Horton Tucker, the issues with Talon Horton Tucker are, in my opinion, are he gets too three-point happy. He, He settles too often for the three-point shot, and yes, it goes in enough to justify shooting it, but it doesn't go in at a rate where you expect it to go in every time. So he's in, he's one of those guys that's in between. So again, if I'm Will Hardy with Talon Horton Tucker, I, my message to him is, yes, look for your shot, but understand we have to run offense. We have to get into the paint. We got to get the ball moving to generate good looks. And nine times out of 10, if you move the ball, it will come back to you. So that'd be my message to him. Well, and I think this comment right here is incredibly interesting. Uh, Alex Cooley says, teams being able to shut uh, Jazz offense down in zone is concerning Vando as a faster, shorter Gobert. I think that zone is a very interesting principle in the NBA. And I think you're seeing a lot more teams imply or implementing, excuse me, these amoeba zones where you don't have, it's not a two, three, it's essentially, Hey, don't give up the three and everybody collapse on, on penetration. And the question is, do you have a guy inside who can finish? And I don't know that the jazz do because Laurie marketing is not a guy that you're like, okay, Hey, post me up. Kelly Olenek's a guy who can play in the low block, but is he a guy you're going to throw a lob into on the block against a zone? You're probably not right. So it, it is interesting Jared Vanderbilt has got to develop his offensive game. He has to. He has to become a more willing and able three-point shooter because until that happens, they're going to be limited against a lot of different defenses. And I disagree that he's a, what, what did you call him? Vando's a faster, shorter Gobert. I think he is a dynamic defensive player. The problem is Vando's very limited offensively. The, the three-point shot is very mechanical. He doesn't have a, a real soft touch around the rim. Um, like everybody else who plays basketball, he can dunk. Yeah. But you need more than that now. And you, you need the ability to, you know, step through. You need a fadeaway. You need, you know, you need a, a bag of tricks in the paint. And he doesn't necessarily have that. Yeah. And in today's NBA, I know we're getting away from those guys, but a lot of power forwards have that. It's why the mid-range game is so critically important. Look and why Giannis. Well, be honest. Like there, Giannis is that same guy who didn't have really an offensive game outside of driving, right? He was an elite player off, typically off of his right hand early in his career, driving to the basket. Look how far he's come. And this was always my thing with Rudy. 
And I'll say it about Vando. Like, I agree he's got to develop. Let's see it. You're an NBA basket. You said it to me last night when we were watching the G League. All these guys do is shoot basketballs. If you can't shoot a basketball, maybe you should be maybe you should be an accountant instead of a four in the NBA. Well, and like, it, it is interesting that you bring up the G League in this conversation because I, I think in this organization now with the Jazz, there is real development dollars being spent. And I think you can see that development. You can see there is really... I, I encourage you to come to the G League at Maverick Center because there's not a bad seat. It's really a small area now. And come early. Show up. If you're there, If if, if get in as soon as the gates open. And... Come and experience pregame and watch the guys work out. Not in like warm-ups where they're doing layup lines. If you come early enough and you look at like I I, I look at this James Wiseman video yeah. um, that we have. Like this is him working on positioning and understanding where he has to be at, you know, against where the ball handler is, right? And where the defender is and creating space and like you look at that, you have you you have to understand that that's development that's happening on the floor because teams don't practice very much anymore. And you look at this Agbaji stuff, right? The different angles, you know, they're shooting two quick threes. Like he'll make that one there, and then look at that. Immediately they give him another one. He slides across the arc there, shoots from a different angle. Like that's what you're seeing in the G League because you don't get a whole lot of that at the NBA level. And it's unfortunate with how how many back to backs there are, and you know every other night yeah. you can't have your guys on the floor every single day because by the time January rolls around they're going to be dead on their feet. Yeah. So for guys like Ochai Agbaji sitting on the bench in the NBA, the reason they send him down to the G League is because you want him to get game minutes, but you also need that developmental time. Facts. Because they're playing two games a week. Usually, you know, like they played Monday night and Tuesday night, and then I think they're off for an entire week until Scoot Henderson and G League Ignite show up next next Monday. Yeah. So that's why the G League's really important, and you're seeing that development. The question is, how do you develop a guy like Colin Sexton at the NBA level? I think that is a big, big deal. That is a big, big question, and it's one they're they're going to have to answer. You know, because I, I think you absolutely have to find a way to get him development. There, there's just, you cannot continue to to deal with the issues that you're dealing with now with him because Will Hardy's going to run out of patience. Yeah, and I think that, you know, the developmental thing at the NBA level largely is a thing where some guys just got to take the beating. Some guys got to turn it over. Some guy like, you know, you, you like, depending on what your shortcomings are, you have to work through those issues. That's development in the NBA. Giannis shooting air balls, people counting him at the free throw line. Like, look at all, like, I'm not a Giannis guy, but one thing I do respect about Giannis is, is how far he's developed in his game. It would have been easy to say, hey, I'm just going to drive. That's going to be my game. I'm going to yes. be an elite defender. That's, you know, but, but that wasn't good enough for Giannis because Giannis knows, hey, I got to be able to shoot a basketball. I got to be able to make the baseline fade if we want to, if we want to win a championship. That's why I'm saying Colin Sexton can blossom into a wonderful point guard for Did this organization. Did you mean this is why? This is why. Damn. You got to get that right. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. You know, Will, I'm sorry, man. You know? And by the way, um, it is the biggest stories in sports every morning are presented by Quick Quack Car Wash. Make sure you get to 
Quick Quack Car Wash. You know, the best thing about it is when they open a new location, they do free car washes all the time. Yeah. Like, we're South Jordanites. Is that the way? South Jordanians? Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. No doubt about the fact that there is a beautiful new car wash, though, a Quick Quack Car Wash at the district in South Jordan. 12 days of free car washes, man. Like, give it away free car washes. Yeah! Are you near Riverton? The new Quick Quack in Riverton. 12 days of free car washes. Like you can't go wrong at Quick Quack Car Wash. Uh, tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. I don't think it, there's any doubt that this Will Hardy, uh, Colin Sexton thing. Mm-hmm. Conversation, agreement, healthy disagreement is a big story. But I don't think there's also any doubt that whatever this is go- growing on your face right now, Will you make up your mind? What? Are you going to grow a beard? Are you just, or are you you hating? Because you're doing this thing where you're like, I'm going to shave my lip and nothing else. I am am so good looking that I'm just going to shave off the flavor saver up here. Oh, look how nice and clean it is. And then all of this (coughs) ridiculous lettuce (coughs) on my face. (coughs) Are we growing a beard or are we not? I don't know. I you're, don't know. It's you, America. Can I can I not just do like wh- wh- whatever? All I'm gonna say this is, is that America. The pew beard is in transition. Then U.S. Americans. By the way, notice Damn. notice it. Uh, show the people your neck. Notice that he doesn't have yes, the neck beard you working. Can see my neck. Yes. I'm proud yes. of you for not growing a neck beard. Yeah, I I don't like. I thought it looked nice, but you know, fine, fine. Looks, if that, if that's, I mean, listen. If that's what you're listen. saying, if you're calling me ugly, fine. I mean, that's there just are what it certain is. streets in this country after dark where that's appealing. You know, where like people like you oh know. Oh my god, just like that. Yeah, oh. I mean, some people, bro. After dark, there's usually dumpsters, raccoons, and skunks, and. Other humans that smell like raccoons and skunks and dumpsters that are hanging out, and they usually look like that. Okay. Okay. I, I don't even know what to say to this right now. I'm just trying to help. Yeah. I'm just trying to help, right. man. I, I want you to- You're not to, that guy, pal. Trust me. You know. You're not that guy. You know. I, I, I want, you know. I Well, listen, you're never- I, I See, how do I say this gently? You're ugly, and I get that. You Ooh. can't cover it up with that pube beard. That's you can't. That's not very nice. What? What's not nice? We keeps it real on this wow, show. Wow, Dave. Wow. Well, you're not as good looking as me. <clears throat> what? I'm just trying to help, man. Uh, let's see. <laughs> and my Monty fan says, do your thing, Jake, but this is entertaining. <laughs> see, we just try. We, see, wait, hey, hey. But, you know. You know. Uh, you know, you're. You, 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 see. So, anyway. Fucking I'm, A. No, man. I'm going to be nice. Uh, Holabilly says, keep it shaved, big dog. Big dog. Is he talking to you or me? I don't know, Wait, dude. did he just call me fat? I think he did. I think he just called Let's me fat. Let's settle this right now. You know. Uh, and when Monty fan says, ha, 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 you guys kill me. Uh, Josh Lovert says, Jake has the uh, Abdia face swag going. I'm not sure what that, what's up. What's, I think that is Obadiah. Obadiah. Oh, oh, that is very true. But I don't know what that means. Wow, are you chasing Mormon? Ch- oh, no. wait, you, you're back together with a girl you broke up with on FaceTime. I Never mind. Dude, why do you see? What? You paint me out like, like. What? I broke up over FaceTime. That's just D- not. Is that dude, wrong? Like, why did, are you Did you guys break me, up dude? over FaceTime? Damn. Did you break Damn, up over FaceTime? Bro. Did you break up over FaceTime? Yes. Did you get back together? 
Yes. So you're back together with the girl you broke up with over why, FaceTime. Why you gotta hate? This guy. Uh-oh. <laughs> Damn. Come on, give yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, man. I'm just, you know... He said the girlfriend didn't like the stash. It's cool. Yeah, so he shaved the stash off and then just left. I actually don't like the stash. It's not comfortable for me. I'm not. No, a and you kind of look guy, like dude. you kind of look like a guy that hangs uh, hangs around at playgrounds <laughs> with the mustache. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a stash guy. That's you know. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 that's not me. Holabilly being a jerk. Listen, Holabilly, I am bruised over the Blackhawks right now because they're terrible. Yeah. They're terrible. It's frustrating. Uh, Travis Bird says Jake needs to bounce Betty in life. Wow. I mean, Travis, what did you... All the girls were calling you like Big Daddy Sex Machine Big or Daddy something. Big Daddy Magic. There you go. Big Daddy Magic. Um, you know, yeah, it is. I, NY yeah. Monty fan, this show, Monty and Jake Sports, this content, us followers, this show is gold. <laughs> You know, I'm just trying, yeah. you know. Uh, Kanai Johnson says, see Super Soaker Jake gets picked on as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, dude, like, you know, it's it's fine, man. It's but, fine. But listen, it, you can't blame me for this, though, what? right? I mean, when your face looks like that, what am I supposed to do? Not no. comment on it? The problem, see, the problem <laughs> is what, what you what you always seem to skip over is that is that, okay, we're not making that hand motion again. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Stop, please. <laughs> The problem is, oh. is what you always skip over is that is that my face came from your face. So calling me ugly is calling you ugly. That's the problem. Now you went too far. <laughs> no, I didn't go too far. Now you went too. Yeah, you did. No. Yeah, you did. No. My wife. I sent my wife a picture of us from Mammoth when we went to Mammoth a couple of weeks ago, and she's like twins, and I don't even see the resemblance. I'm far better looking than you, like way more attractive. Oh, he don't know nothing. Way more attractive. Mm -hmm. I find myself attractive. All right. We get it. Yeah, we get it. All right. Yeah. Uh, 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty Show, we bring you the biggest stories in football. It's called Football at 50, and it is presented. Uh, I'm ugly, so I can't dance. That's, that's not my, it's not in my bag, you know? I am flexing my butt cheeks. Anyway, the point wow. is. Wow. What? Anyway, the point is Football at 50, 10 of the hour, every hour. I'm on short timer syndrome right now because we're off for the rest of the week after today. I don't know if we told you that. Yeah, you're screwed. Uh, Papa Murphy's Pizza brings you the biggest stories in football. It's called Football 50, 10 of the hour every hour. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Just download the Papa Murphy's app. So easy. So, so easy when you use the promo code MONTY25. All right, should we talk about Amazon or Zachy Poo? Amazon. All right, Zach Wilson. No, I'm kidding. Uh, is Amazon paying $70 million a year for tier one rights to the Pac-12? Uh, no, they're not. Um, we, again, I think we've told you as much as we know. Um, I talked to a TV source about this. We meant to bring this up yesterday, but it didn't happen. Uh, but we talked to a TV source very close to the situation um, who told us that it, there is no chance Amazon pays $70 million a year. But what you're seeing here is that ESPN is not... How do I... And I think the right word is ESPN's not going to be leveraged by the Pac-12. And I think George Klyovkov in this UCLA situation, he has completely botched this. UCLA doesn't want to be there. 
And George Klyovkov is trying. He, he's Excuse me. Can you say his name right? Yeah, Klyovkov. Thank you. Uh, is trying to see. I was trying to be <laughs> gentler in life. You know, I just spent ten minutes telling you you're ugly with yeah. a pube beard, so right. I was trying to not a say pube beard. <laughs> but George Klyovkov, I think, has completely botched this. I think this situation with UCLA. I think his refusal to understand that UCLA is gone has frozen him in time, and by default, frozen this conference in time. You have to recognize that UCLA is not going to be there, and if they are there, they're going to be bitter enemies of the conference. Let him go and move on and figure out how to survive without USC and UCLA. If you had done that, if you had aggressively pursued San Diego State, if you had aggressively aggressively pursued members of the Big 12, which you absolutely should have done, I think if I were George Klyovkov, the move that I would have made, I would have added without hesitation. I would have added San Diego State and SMU right out, right out of the gate. Give me the donor money. Give me Dallas-Fort Worth in the Pac-12 footprint. Give me San Diego State so I keep Southern California. And then I'm telling you, you got to go and poach somebody. That's the way the game is played. You got poached. Now it's time to go poach somebody. But George Klyovkov was so boned over losing UCLA and USC that he did everything he could do to undermine them. And now they're frozen in time. Because if you're ESPN, how do you know what you're paying for? If you are ESPN negotiating with... Klyovkov in the Pac-12. How do you know what you're paying for? Are you paying for Southern California? Maybe, maybe not. According to the lies, in my opinion, that George Klyovkov told about his back-of-the-envelope you know, calculations that turned out to be a complete fabrication yeah. and at best a miscalculation, you, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense for UCLA to stay. Unless somebody believes that Amazon's going to pay $70 million. And here's why I think we find out that Amazon is reportedly going to pay $70 million. Because Klyovkov understands now he's over a barrel here. Because ESPN doesn't want to do a deal without knowing if UCLA's in or out. And all of a sudden, he has no leverage. You have no frame of reference here, Klyovkov. Yeah. So now, all of a sudden, Amazon wants to pay $70 million. You really think Amazon's going to pay seventy million dollars? Yeah, I think the only per way, year per school. I, I think the only way Amazon does that is if they make a mistake. Like I think Amazon's new in the in the TV distribution world, and they're you know being that you're you're young in the game, maybe you make a mistake. But somehow, some way, I don't believe that the head honchos at Amazon are going to make this kind of mistake based on how healthy their business is. Yeah, and the direction they've taken Amazon Web Services, Amazon, <laughs> like all this stuff, like. And so to me, I just, I'm not going to sit here and assume that a company like Amazon is stupid enough to pay $70 million for a conference like the Pac-12. No. I just can't see that happening. And that's why I, I think that people, this, this whole Pac-12 TV distribution conversation is primed for, for, hey, sources tell us this and sources tell us that. I would keep pointing you guys to the fact that we have not been wrong yet on sourcing on this story. And I'm telling you, like, with very high levels of certainty, $70 million from Amazon is out of the question and not going to happen. And I'm telling you, until... Like, until there are teams added to the conference or until there's certainty, you're not going to get commitments out of people like Amazon and ESPN or anybody else who wants to take a stab at it. Because like you said, they don't know what they're paying for. And they're yeah. not paying for something 
that they can just hope for. That's not how it works. Now, having said that, I do think the Pac-12 is a stream league. I do. I think you should put your tier rights on. If you can do a deal with Amazon, you need $40 million a year per school. That's what you need. If you can get $40 million a year, and that's in your tier one rights to have any chance to keep your conference together. If you can get $40 million a year per school, go to Amazon. Be a stream league because I think the NFL's done just fine on Thursday Night Football there. And I think if, you, if you're the Pac-12, you're in Silicon Valley, you're tech savvy, like their alumni get it. They want to watch games on phones, no problem. Go and do that. Let ESPN be your TV partner and let them kick $20 million per school in. And all of a sudden, now the numbers make, make sense. Because Amazon will overpay. Yeah. Not, not $70 paying million $70 million dollars yeah. per school and, and that's what per I year. I think you make a right point. There's opportunity here. right? Yes. Like, like I, I've always been a big believer, like, in any situation, there's always an opportunity that you can make out of it. And I think that, you know, with all due respect to George Klavkov, like, I think Brett Yormark has done a much better job of turning adversity into an opportunity than George has done. And He's I think a PR. That, I'm telling you, Yormark is a PR stud. Yeah. He and totally he gets, gets it. it. By the way, Hullabilly says UCLA can eat D's. You should have moved, but ugh, dude, I miss uh, you so I think, much. I think there's still a chance that Utah Dude, moved. he said eat D's. Yeah, D's, yeah. D's nuts. <laughs> yeah. I love you. Um, good to see you, Holabilly. You can never miss another show. Uh, let's see. Um, Tanner says, hey, Mont, I only caught the first 30 minutes of the show yesterday, but I went back and watched the whole show, and your Bone Next Oregon rant was freaking hilarious. Thank you. We Appreciate do what we that. can on the show. We you try. Know. Uh, Josh Lovett says, Pac-12 going to be scooping non-football teams from the WAC soon. Hey, man, I, where is GCU going? Grand Canyon University, I'm telling you, somebody's going to win. The WCC ought to come for, for GCU. They're a religious institution, right? They're a basketball only. They don't have football at GCU. You're going to lose Gonzaga. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? That's what I'm saying. Uh, Brian uh, Hornbeck, does Utah eventually end up in the Pac-12 or in the Big 12? Yeah, I believe they do. <laughs> yeah, I think so, buddy. I believe they do. Yep. Uh, my Monty fan says Amazon is not paying $70 million per. No way for what? Pac-12 is dead. Totally agree. Uh, San Diego State says, see what Monty did there? Kleopcock boned. See what I see? What I, see He's what working. Throbbing. Uh, anyway, Josh Lovett says $70 million. Doll hairs from Amazon. Doll hairs. Doll hairs. Doll hairs that they got like returned items from people. Do you guys understand how how much death and destruction returns are doing to Amazon? It's crazy. Um, you know, let's see. Kurt Meyer says, Tanner, it was a fight between Tim and Duck Season. Well, me, me and and Greg and Duck Season. And the drop machine. Yeah, and the drop machine. That's exact good a good point. Uh, for once. Josh Lovern says it's happening. Book it. It might even be $100 million hairs by Friday. Yeah, just ask Klafcock. He'll tell you. Yeah, he'll tell you. He'll tell you. You know, it is. Uh, <laughs> you see Regent Gumby. I'm here for the news sources and the Monty Sway during football at 50. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Uh, football 50, 10 of the hour. Every hour on the Monty Show is presented by... Our good friends, and they truly are our good friends. Yeah. Taking pizza in general is our good friend, but Papa Murphy's is our really good friend. Use the promo code Monty25. Papa Murphy's presents How to Change the Way You Pizza. Step one, carefully knead dough. Step two, artfully spread sauce. 
Step three, add fresh mozzarella and assemble toppings. Step four, realize we already did all that for you. So all you have to do is bake it. For a limited time only, get the Hog Heaven Pizza with Canadian bacon, ground sausage, and crispy bacon. Papa Murphy's, change the way you pizza. Hey, hey, that's right. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase at $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Just download the app. Trust me when I say, use the Papa Murphy's app. It's so easy. Order your your take and bake pizza, but customize it because you're always going to put barbecue sauce on pizza. Obviously. Uh, Make sure you get the take and bake chocolate chip cookies. Order it anytime you want and tell them, hey, I want to pick it up at 4.30. It'll be sitting on the pickup rack at 4.30 waiting hey, for you. Cool. You don't have to talk to anybody. Open the door, grab it, leave. Done. Take it home. 20 minutes later, you got pizza in your mouth. Okay. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, it is 7 o'clock on the Monty Show presented by the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. Remember, friends, the Advocates wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Be careful out there. The Advocates want you to know that, you know, hey, Be focused on non-distracted driving. Avoid distracted driving. Hello? Avoid, you know, drunk driving. Avoid those situations that put you in harm's way. But in the unfortunate event that you're involved in an accident and somebody hits you because they were distracted, you know, they were inebriated, they were drunk, make sure that you get representation. Make sure that you have an advocate, which means somebody who fights for you so that you can get back to the best version of yourself and live your life. That's the advocates, folks. UtahAdvocates.com wishing you a very happy Thanksgiving. Seven o'clock. Everybody who's here right now, please give us a thumbs up. Click that thumbs up. Give us a like. It really helps the channel grow. By the way, congratulations to me um, because we got to 8,000 subs yesterday. You got to turn the drops up. Casual. The drops are turned up. Now they are. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Uh, we, Jake and I, got yeah. to 8,000 subs yesterday. Very casual. Yeah, really, really, um, it's quite humbling. And we want to take you plus one to a, a Jazz Cavs game in January. So we now are on a 30-day march to 9,000 subscribers. 1,000 subs to go, man. If we get to 9,000 by the end of the year, if we wake up on January 1st and we're at 9,000, the very next show we'll pull a name. One of our subscribers. It's 33 new subs a day. Get that's it. Done. it. Get that's it, done. it. That's it. We had that, I know that seems like a lot. It's really not. Tell your friends. Tell your people. Subscribe to the show. Yeah, do it. Absolutely subscribe to the show. Holy uh, <laughs> <laughs> Billy gives us 10 bucks to say D's nuts. <laughs> See? My guy. You're the best. You're the best. <laughs> and you are absolutely updates, the best. Scheduling updates. We have to you know, tell the people <clears throat> scheduling updates. Scheduling updates. Yes. Schedule some time to hit the like button. Um, that's the best way to live your life. Um, I love that show. We appreciate that. Uh, if you guys give, give us a thumbs up, it helps the channel grow. Um, we will be off Wednesday, Thursday, uh, and Friday for Thanksgiving. We'll be back on Monday with a full show. Um, so make sure that uh, you tune in. And hey, you're going to miss us. So go back and watch our highlights. I don't, do you guys realize, all of you who watch on YouTube, we post highlights of the show every day? Yeah. So you can go back and watch you know, any segment you missed, any segment that you're just like, wow, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Okay. So yes, like yes, yes. every segment, yes, uh, you obviously. can go back and watch full show archives. Uh, absolutely. It's all right here on our YouTube channel. So go ahead and give us a thumbs up. 
Um, and if you really want to be a stud for the channel, click that notification bell. Make That's sure right, you hit T. subscribe. Hit all the buttons. Yeah, and stuff. Thank you for the $10 tip. Uh, by the way, thank you. Um, one of our listeners yesterday DM'd me about their neighbor um, who... And I know we talk about how many kids in life is optimal. <coughs> There's a listener of ours whose neighbor has seven. Oh my God, just like that. Oh. Kids. Seven <laughs> kids. Um, and the mom is a stay-at-home mom for obvious reasons. She's got seven. The crazy thing is she has seven kids all under the age of 12. Bro. Can How you? Is that even possible? Dude, can you imagine that? No. Seven kids. No. All under the age of twelve. No, I no, I can't do it. You're so fucked. Twin boy, twin boys who are who are two, like it's just Dude. I don't know. Twin two year old twin boys is a career on its own. Yeah. To have seven kids under the age of twelve is remarkable. Um. So um, we're absolutely going to help help them for uh, you know for the next couple of weeks because they need that. Bro, uh, Jesse Harsh, Dude, are you bro, serious? What? Jesse Harsh says, my sister has 10 kids under the age of 22. Um, she wants 13. Um, oh, my God. Dude, bro, what? That's crazy. That's crazy. Damn. Boyd Lake says, my parents had seven. Uh, Skinny Dick Nick says, my wife's sister <laughs> has 13. She's in Canada getting that child tax credit. My God. Damn. I just, and hey, just because that's not the life for us or for me, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm Good saying Lord. it's a it's a it's a feat. It's a it's a like I don't know how it's even possible. That's all I'm saying. I'm not judging. Man. I'm just saying, damn, like that's that's some work. I agree. Uh, Jeff Johnson wants to get back to sports. He says, "Hey, uh, as a Jimmy hating Niner fan, after last night, I can eat crow because Jimmy was dynamic and flawless. Not bad for the spaghetti <laughs> slinger." I don't mind. I'm a man. Uh, that's crazy. Uh, okay. Giggity says, should we be helping this family with some rubbers? Wow. Dude. Like, that's crazy. Jesse, what? My oldest niece is older than me by two months. That's <laughs> insanity. Uh, Brian Harsh says, 10 kids by 10 different dads. Easy. And my Monty fan says, the husband is definitely getting his cup filled there. Good on him. <laughs> Uh, San Diego State says my mom had seven kids, fifteen and under. Oh my Man, god, dude! You, like y'all, do you know like dude. the stress, the stress of of childbirth <clears throat> on top of the stress of teenagers? Do you know how much shorter your life would be? I mean, it is real in this country. It, it like my goodness, yeah. I, I mean, that's that's crazy. Um, uh, where do you want to go? NFL? Let's do some NFL power rankings because I think a lot of people want to. A lot of people want to talk NFL and okay, so I guess here's the question. Has this not been a year of parody in the NFL? Uh -huh. It is remarkable. I don't think today that you can with all certainty put your finger on who the number one team in the National Football League is. I know by record and, and I look at it by conference, it's the Philadelphia Eagles and I love you know, like the Linval Joseph move. Like, I love that they've upgraded their defensive line. They absolutely had to. Yeah. I love that Jalen Hurts is balling out. They're good because of their defense. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Yeah. I think that offense can be had. 
So I worry about that a little bit because certainly the game changes in, in December and January quite a bit. I worry about that. But we are, by, by most teams, 10 weeks into the season. Mm-hmm. I think we know that the Houston Texans are terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also think by default we know that the Minnesota Vikings are pretty good. Now, I don't know what happened last week. Yeah. The Minnesota Vikings are 8-2. They're good. Philadelphia or Minnesota? Philadelphia. Philadelphia or Dallas? Philadelphia. Philadelphia or New York? Philadelphia. And here's the one I think is really difficult to answer. Philadelphia or San Francisco? Philadelphia. Jimmy G will let you down. I think that's San Francisco defense. But mm. no, but see, and I think I'm, I'm so glad you said that. Mm-hmm. I think the Philadelphia defense and the Niner defense are very similar. Yeah. I think they're very stout. I'd rather have Jimmy Garoppolo in a playoff game than Jalen Hurts. Mm. And I, obviously, mm. we have not seen Jalen Hurts in a big, big, big moment like that as an experienced, developed quarterback. Because I think we also, we would all agree, and I think we would all agree, Jalen Hurts has taken a huge step forward this year. Yeah, I mean, I think right? Jalen Hurts has a better total package, honestly. Like as a, Well, as a I, I don't check out other dudes, so I don't know. Why but do you my always p- have to go to that? Go to why? <laughs> It's you. You said it, not me. Hey, look at me. You why, said why it. Why do you always have to turn it into to a D's nuts thing? Why does it always got to be? You know, like why? Why, why we always got to? You know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I would agree that the total skill set presented by Jalen Hurts. Yeah, it's package. It's package. <laughs> <laughs> I think is probably deeper. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> Wow. I think I think that Jalen Hurts brings a different, more variable, more wide-ranging skill set to the table. I don't <laughs> think anybody doubts that. Jimmy Garoppolo, if he can stay healthy. Do we still have the picture of uh, Jenny Garoppolo? We don't. I deleted oh, it. Damn. I'm a terrible person. Okay, please continue. Um, I think there's no doubt. that. I mean, we have this picture. I mean, that's, you know, jujitsu. Uh, anyway, okay, I'll move on. I think that Jimmy Tumbling. G, I think Jimmy G's a guy I want to understand her in the playoffs over Jalen Hurts, just yeah, on experience I alone. I think that, you know, there's a path with Jimmy G to success. Like, you know, if, like, if you're the 49ers, you understand who he is, you understand strength and weaknesses, you understand you've been, he's been here before, like, the game's not going to be too big for him. The problem is, is I just don't have a ton of confidence in the concept of game manager getting you through the Super Bowl. Like, Sirianni, that's my problem. That, what about head coaches? Sirianni or Shanahan? Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd probably um, go with Shanahan. I I'd think you probably, have to. We are so opposed yeah. on well, this. Well, because I think we're, you're, you're... So the problem is, is that when it comes to players, I want someone who's dynamic. I want someone who can make a move and make somebody miss who should have tackled them. And that's not Jimmy Garoppolo, right? But at the same time... The problem is, is or not the problem, but the difference between these two guys when it comes to playoffs is Jimmy G has experience. Kyle Shanahan has experience. And, and, and Sirianni and Hurts don't have that experience. And that is well, what pays dividends in the postseason. Like, that, it is. We see it every single year. Oh, Tom's down seven with, with, a, with 90 seconds to go? Yeah, this game's going overtime. But that's why I think I would take Jimmy Garoppolo. And the, the biggest question here now is, does Seattle win the division or does San Francisco win the division? Because I think that's good. That what is are the a, records right now? Six, they're both six and four, but the San Francisco 49ers are four and oh in, in the division. Yeah. So they're, d- d- divisionally speaking, they're in the driver's seat there. Look at, pull up uh, Seattle's schedule. Well, what this, and this is, I think this is really interesting. Seattle has 
the Raiders in Seattle, at the Rams, Panthers, Niners, at the Chiefs, Jets, Rams. So they have some tough games there. I and and I think this is the other question that we we you have to really look at in the NFC West. Yeah. Have we seen the best out of the LA Rams yet? I mean, you would hope not, right? I mean, this is the Rams I mean, have been an incredibly mediocre team. Dude, this concussion stuff with Stafford's got to get put to bed. Like, I, I, I well, they I, say he's should be good to go. Yeah, but, but my point is, is like, yeah, he'll probably be good to go. He'll be available, obviously. But my point is, is him taking those hits. Like, they have to protect him better. I mean, there's no, just no way around that. And and when we talk about the 49ers defense and like you know other defenses that the Rams are going to see, like. They have to be better up front, and they've never, uh, you know, they've never been a guy uh, or a team under McVay where where they run the ball prolifically. In my opinion, like I remember the days of Todd Gurley in his prime, and even oh then, my god, you're yes, like even then you were still a West Coast team. You were still throw it to him in the flat and see what he can do in space. You were not a Derrick Henry run it up the a gap team, and I think nowadays in the league. We've shifted away from, hey, this is just pass, 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 bomb it down the field constantly. Like, Jesus. I think there's still some of that. But the Rams are three and seven. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. They're not protecting the quarterback. They're not running the football. So, like, you can't have it both ways in the league. Like, you either have to be a crappy offensive line in the passing game and run the football, or you have to be a crappy offensive line running the football and be able to protect your guy. Like, you can't well, be crappy and, But I ways. also think the Cooper Cup injury is significant, right? I mean, Ben Skoranek is not a guy that should be starting at wide receiver for Agreed. anybody. Yeah. Right? But you look at Van Jefferson, Allen Robinson, Ben Skoranek. Like, Tyler Higbee probably is their best option today right now throwing the football, right? And that's not a great option, but... I also think you look at the fact that Brian Allen is is injured. That sucks. That hurts them a lot. Yeah. And you look at all of their IR guys. Um, I mean, there there's a reason that they're struggling offensively because they're pretty healthy defensively, right? But it's funny. Look at Philadelphia. I think this defense misses in Dominican Sue. I think this defense. I think this defense misses <coughs> Daniel Hardy. I really do. I think that they're they're a little. They've had some key injuries. Not a lot on defense for the Rams. Now, having said all of that, who's the best team in the NFL? You got to go with the Chiefs. Like, I, I just don't so you think do it's go a with conversation. The yeah, I, I, I think that everyone wants to overreact to the Cowboy win, and I totally get it. But I, 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 I would go with the Chiefs because it's Patrick Mahomes. I just the guy is he just Chiefs is that or Bills? Dude? Chiefs right now. Chiefs. The Bills Chiefs are not or playing Dolphins. good football. Chiefs or Dolphins? Probably Gotta Chiefs. Gotta go Chiefs all day. Yeah, and ma right? and that's mainly again. Look at the quarterback matchup again. I I love Tua. Obviously, an insane season with the concussion stuff and protocol and like everything they've gone through. That said, I still have to go with the Chiefs. They've been there. They've done that. And they're they've not going to lose. Bowl. They're not going to lose another game. I was looking at their schedule last night. I mean, you look at what's left on their schedule. It's Home for the Rams, at the Bengals, at the Broncos, at the Texans, Seahawks, Broncos, at the Raiders. They're not going to lose another Yeah, game. so like, you know, you're going to get, I mean, what's their record right now? What, Eight and two. I mean, okay, so if you're not going to lose another game, what are you, what are you, a 15 win 15 team? 15 and two. Yeah, like, you know, I, I, so that's what I'm saying. You're going to get a high seed, like you, you're, you're like, what? what's the Bills record? What are the, what are the Bills look Seven like? Seven and three. So, so the Chiefs are probably going to be the one seed then. Right, in the I AFC. would think, but the Bills have at the Lions, at the Patriots, two difficult games. Jets, Dolphins, difficult game. At the Bears, the Bears are beating the Bills in Chicago, let's be honest. 
Um, and the Cincinnati Bengals. Why don't we go to Chicago for the Bills and Bears game? Yeah. No, I'm serious. Well, we can look at that. You're such a jerk. Commit to it. Okay, we're not going to the Shave Bears the game beard. and snowboarding. No, Shave I'm the not, beard. No, no, no. I'm not now because you've hated on it. I'm not doing it. I think we drive to Denver, fly hey to Chicago, fly to Denver, snowboard, drive back to Salt Lake. Could happen. You just have to want it, and you don't. You don't want it enough. You don't. You, you don't want it enough. Right. You want your farmer John Beard, and I totally understand it. All right, let's get some of your comments in here because I'm pretty convinced the Chicago Bears are not the best team in the NFL. I could be wrong about that. That's fucking interesting, man. I think it is the Chiefs. I don't want to undersell the Tennessee Titans. That's the one team that I am yeah, not, I'm not, I don't have my hands around. The Tennessee Titans are a team that's going to get to the playoffs and then they're going to let you down. That's what they are. Like, I'm sorry. You don't have the talent outside to, to be a dynamic offensive team. And you have Derrick Henry. And by the way, I love watching the guy run the football. But again, you have to be. You have to be multidimensional to win a Super Bowl, man. You so just, they're seven it. and three, and I'm going to be a dick right now. Okay. Their wins are the Raiders, Colts, Commanders, Colts, Texans, Broncos, and Packers. There's not a good team in there. Their losses are the Giants, Bills, and Chiefs. Yeah, it seems like Tennessee teams have something in common with weak schedules. Wow. They lose to 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 good teams and they beat bad teams. That's yeah. why I said I don't really know if we're being really honest about Tennessee, do we really know who they are? Yeah, we know who they are. You think you do? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're they're they don't have a good enough quarterback. They've got a guy that works, but they've got this beast of a running back. And you don't have talent outside. Like <laughs> that's what you have. Man, that Derrick Henry touchdown pass was phenomenal. Yeah. So they're but you see, but that's a great example. They're resorting to using Derrick Henry as a distraction because their wide receiver talent is so garbage. Well, but Traylon Brooks can actually play. I mean, yeah. I, I think he is and you're I be, understand. You're being nice about it. You're being nice about it. When we're talking about Super Bowls, they're not a Super Bowl caliber team. They're just not. They're not. And they're I don't think they're the best team in the in the AFC, if we're if we're being really honest yeah. about it. I think it's Honest to goodness, throw out the record book. Throw out the record books when throw we talk about the when we're talking about the best team in the AFC. You got to throw out garbage. the record book. It's the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. I'm a man. That I believe in. Yeah. I, I and in the in the NFC, I think it's I think it's the Eagles. And I dare say the Dallas Cowboys because I think the Dallas Cowboys are playing a no, hell of a lot of good drink football. It. Don't drink it. Dude. But look at look at. Don't, dude. They went to Minnesota and won forty to three. Yeah. And Minnesota, I think Minnesota's legitimate. It's a one-off game. Nah, I it's don't a one-off think it result. Is. I don't think it is. They have wins. As well as they Their wins are of. the Bengals, Giants, Commanders, Rams, Lions, Bears, and Vikings. But look That's at how many again, teams. Look at how many teams are not me. playing good football though. Like, like the Rams are not playing good football. Right, the their schedule's like, weak. There's no doubt about yeah. that. But if you look at you look at that Giant win, that Giant win looks like a pretty damn good win right now. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. The problem is that when you ran into the Eagles, you lost twenty six to seventeen, and really wasn't even that close. Yeah. If we're, if we're being honest, but now you're Giants, Colts, Texans at the Jags, Eagles, Titans, Commanders. That's a pretty good schedule left. Yeah. We're gonna know who Dallas. I, is. Here's my problem with Dallas. Dallas is the team that gets a big win in, in Minnesota, 40-3, to three, and everyone's like, oh, my God, we're going to the Super Bowl. This is what we do every single year at the Cowboys. And to me, last year, 
it was two years ago when they played the Saints. You know, at the end of the year, there was there. It was Jerry Jones called it their Super Bowl, and you lost that game. Like that's what this Minnesota game feels like to me. Hey, really? We beat this good ass team. We're going to the Super Bowl. We've got a good schedule left. We're going to be fine. You're going to get to the. You're going to get to the first round of the playoffs. Dak's going to throw two. Picks but wait, and how do you home. how do you write off a defensive performance like that when when that's a really good offense in Minnesota? Yeah, it is. It, it, I, I just wouldn't write that here's off. Here's my problem. It's one week. It's one week. Like I'm not. I'm not. Like yeah, it was okay. a good performance. But again, it's the Cowboys. I am not giving them the benefit of the doubt. I am not going to sit here and well, be like, hey. You yeah. you you handled the Vikings because they did handle the Vikings. But you're That's also domination. a noted Dak doubter, which which I have no yeah. problem with. I yeah. think he's earned that. So I w- I would actually agree with you I on that. I think Dak has okay. a big arm. Dak's a capable quarterback, but he just hasn't won. This is the same thing I say about the Titans, about yeah. the Dolphins. When yeah. you if you either have the franchise guy with a cannon, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Hurts, I think is a franchise guy, a hundred percent. Like he's been the main reason they've turned this thing around and done what they did this year. Like you either have your guy or you don't. Look no further than the Cardinals, man. That whole situation is absolutely jacked. Well, and I still maintain as we talk football, presented by Barbecue Pitstop, BBQPitstop.com. Anytime we're talking BYU, Utah, Pac-12, or the NFL, you always think about Barbecue Pitstop. By the way, had a really long day yesterday. Got up at four a.m. Didn't really get back home until about 8 o'clock. But what did we do? We made wings, right? Because that's what men do. We make meat and we eat it. And it's drums only. But what did we do? We fired up the smoker, broke out the asado seasoning. My God, dude. As a good husband, while Jake was was making the wings, I did the dishes. So how did it go? Did you, did you, was there a better technique in loading the dishwasher? Like, no, it's my technique is terrible. I'm going to guess, you know, and Mrs. Monty is, is my wife is great. I'm super lucky. I probably do not show her enough appreciation trying to convince her to do a date night tomorrow. She probably won't because I'm a terrible husband, but that's not really the point. The point is, um, yeah, I loaded the dishwasher and then the wings came off the heat and they were amazing. That asado seasoning. And again, I'm going to put it up there so you all can see it. The asado seasoning is freaking fantastic. Yeah. It is so, so good. So good on wings on, I've used it on ground Turkey. I've used it on everything. It goes on everything, man. It is remarkable. That asado seasoning, uh, make sure that this one right here, that you get to barbecuepitstop.com. What else do you notice there? Right in the right in the lower corner there. The lower quadrant. You'll notice that you can chat with Barbecue Pit Stop on their website, bbqpitstop.com. How about that? Make sure you do that because the guys at Barbecue Pit Stop are your, are your experts. Um, if you have questions about how to smoke a turkey, if you have questions about what to season a turkey with, hook it up, man. Get into any of their five Utah locations from Logan, Layton. Salt Lake City in Murray. Uh, Lehigh and St. George, they're all good dudes to deal with. They're, they're just really good dudes. Um, there's videos on their YouTube channel. Clinton in the Lehigh store smoked a turkey breast. Absolutely, you should do that as well at bbqpitstop.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. All right, without further ado, Let's get back to your thoughts on the uh, NFL power rankings. Power rankings. Power. Keith Carl says the Vikings had O-line and cornerback starters out on Sunday and got picked on all game long. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Mike Maple says Jenny G is the girl you think that everything is set 
uh, to score, but will let you down and leave you on the doorstep with a hug. Oh, that's what I just said. That is the worst. That is damn, bro. That was a depressing comment. The worst. Let's you gives you a hug on the doorstep. Oh man, damn. Yeah, and then you're going home. Get the fuck out. And then you're strengthening your forearm. Josh Lover says uh, San Francisco win four of their last seven. Seattle has a chance to win five of their last seven. Oh, but they have GS7, and he's amazing. He's a league MVP. I mean, GS7. Oh, man. uh, Wow. Wow, bro. um, (laughs) Josh Lovren, I tweeted about TB12, and Josh Lovren had the audacity to hit me back with a, Oh, GS7, bro. What are you talking about, man? Hey, bro. What's GS7? That, that was the answer. What well, no, is GS7? The, the question is, what was GS7 against Tampa when Tampa beat GS7 to bump the, the Seahawks <laughs> to 6-4? and four? You know, when, when he throws 23 of 33, 275, two touchdowns, Tommy goes 22 of 29, 258, two scores and a pick, you know. No, but I will with your wife. And, they ran, and the Seahawks ran for 39 <laughs> yards. Total, thirty. I said thirty-nine yards total. I mean, like in the entire, uh, not in one man, drive, dude. The Seahawks uh, didn't run for thirty-nine in one, like the entire game. Right. And did you see the the pile of bazooka bubble gum that was at Pete Carroll's feet? Fucking <laughs> hate Pete Carroll, not as a person, as a coach. But I, the thing that stood out was uh, Devin White's a stud. Two sacks in that game. Oh, GS seven. Mm. You know, yeah. Anyway, anybody notice Cody Barton was second in tackles for the Seahawks? Yeah, just another Barton boy. Telling you, I'm. You may be right about TB12 in Tampa. Yeah, they bro. may they may not be done. They may not be done. Uh, let's see. Jesse Harsh says, "Name a better duo than uh, Stafford only passing to white guys." <laughs> Allen Robinson. <laughs> I believe he. Um... <laughs> I don't think Allen Robinson's white. Could, uh, you know, I mean, could be wrong. San Diego State says uh, you keep you can keep Jimmy G. Do you know how many photos of him throwing downfield in crunch time during the playoffs with his eyes wide shut? Yeah, interceptions in my Sega John Madden football voice. Yes, exactly. Sega. He just said Sega. Hey, drop the Sega, dude. Dude, you were like my soulmate or something. Like I, you remember Sega Genesis? Sega. You remember Sega Genesis? Oh it was my amazing. God, just oh. like that. Oh. Oh, your mom was so pissed when I got you a Sega. You were like three. Uh, Alex Cooley says, Finns would be nine and one if two had never got hurt. Yeah, but his... Yeah, he, but he did, and he was, you know... He's not. Uh, Mike Maple says, a Niner fan, I've been uh, friend-zoned for a few years now <laughs> by Jenny G. See what he did there? See what he did there? And my Monty fan, how about those Titans? Ha ha. They will lose in the playoffs. That's, I think, one of the great mysteries of the NFL. Are they good or is their schedule bad? Yeah, I think it's it's a little bit of both. I think they're good enough to beat teams, but they're not good enough to win a Super Bowl, dude. I don't know about that. The Monty Show presented by the Advocates, utahadvocates.com. Let's see. Jesse Harsh says, is there a more talented roster across the board than the 49ers? Certainly not on, on, on defense, there's not. I mean, has Debo come back a little bit? Because I think there's some there's some questions about, you know, if, if you look at statistics in this league. Yeah. I mean, certainly when you look at all-purpose yards, 
I mean, Derrick Henry is a guy that you have to look at. He's a thousand yard rusher already. Right. Right. Nobody's talking about Saquon. Nobody's talking about Josh Jacobs in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Right. You look at you look at the best receivers in the NFL. I mean, Tyreek Hill is killing people right now. I still maintain Justin Jefferson's the best all around receiver in the NFL, and nobody wants yep. to talk about it. Well, I think people are people are. You know, they, they don't want to give the guy credit, and I think he deserves all the credit in the world. I mean, some of the catches he's made, like, th- this year has been his coming out party. Like, he has made a statement this year, and, 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 I, and I love his game. And, and that's why I say, like, again, when I look at these teams, I'm it's for me, it's just all about confidence in the in the guy, you know, you know snapping the football. Like, hey, man, like, Kirk Cousins, wonderfully talented guy, right? But he's never shown the ability to be the X factor, to be the guy that drives his team down the field in the biggest moment. Still only competing 63% of his passes. Like I throw Kirk Cousins, Dak. um, But I look at at Joe Burrow. Look at Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is third in the NFL in passing. Yeah, Joe Burrow is an X factor, dude. Very quietly. Joe Burrow is an X factor. He's a winner. Uh, Tommy is fourth in the NFL in passing. Mm -hmm. Sex Machine is fifth. Um, I'm sorry, I thought you said Sex Machine. Yeah, Justin Haber. <laughs> Sec- what? Dude. He doesn't have a pube beard. Um, if you look oh. at... <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Geno Smith, to his credit. Mm, Geno GS7. Smith. Mm. Oh, GS7. Oh, yeah. Okay, he's a hell seven. of a drug. Jared Goff is 10th. Is Derek Carr a scrub? Yeah. Derek Carr's a scrub. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you say that? Because you've got talent now. You've got talent. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, if you look at Devon, isn't Devonte like? Pretty sure Devontae's like third in the NFL, fourth in the NFL in receiving, 925 yards, ten touchdowns. Yeah, like 14 and a half yards. Dude, a catch. he's been there for how long? How long has Derek Carr Once, been there? Oh, like well, eight years? No, like 17 years. Like he's been there forever, and you've never gotten to where you need to go. Like I, I'm sorry. Yeah, we'll see. All right, uh, Giggity says Zachy Poo equals Jamarcus 2.0. Numbers don't lie. He's terrible. Damn. He is terrible. Yeah, but Zach Yipu's not a fat ass like Jamarcus was. So I think Zach Wilson just isn't confident enough to let the ball go. Fat! And I, I think, you know, like he... I think Zach Wilson could be a player in this league. He just can't get out of his own way. And his arrogance, I mean... Which is clear. Oh. Oh, I, I think there's no doubt it's absolutely clear. Emotional when you came off the field against them a couple of weeks ago. How, how do you put those emotions, keep those emotions out of the way from this game? I thought they were good emotions. I mean, I was frustrated, and, you know, I still believe nobody outside of this building knows what they're talking about. So, Like, that just screams of arrogance. You're an asshole. Nobody outside of this building knows what they're talking about, including you, Mom. Like, dude, you, you, he, he, I think he needs to be humbled. Yeah. And this whole thing the other day about like just one word answers. Like, do you're just, you feel like you let your defense down? No, 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 no. Like, his mom just, have something in common. Yeah. Alex Cooley says Herbert is overrated. You, you watch your mouth, sir. You watch your mouth. He, he doesn't have a lot of weapons offensively. <laughs> if we're being totally honest, Austin Eckler is probably his best you know, weapon, but that guy, I'd hit that. Like I, he is my, I think the NFL is becoming a player's league. Like the NBA. Yep. Yep. I mean, I, I if dude, I'm telling you now, if he was a Chicago bear, I mean, who Justin Herbert. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, 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 you have forearms the size w- of Arnold. Yes. I, I mean. would drool on my pillow. <laughs> nightly. I mean, just coconut oil and drool. 
Oh that, my God, you know, just like that. Oh. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You sure that Zach isn't playing to be traded away? For, stop. Stop it. Bro, why, why? Why? Why do you like? So wait, let me get this right. You're in. You're in New York. You're on one of the hottest teams in the NFL that people are actually interested in, and you're intentionally playing like crap to try and get traded. Infowars.com. Do you, I mean, do you hear what you just said? Infowars.com. What are you talking about? No, uh, yeah, I'm sure. Derek Carr said lots of Raider records, zero playoff wins. Not all his fault, but the numbers are the numbers, and yep. you can't get away from him. Yep. Uh, Giggity says that the Jets locker room is about to humble that Cougar Hunter. Well, but I'm being serious about that. Like, his teammates clearly do not like Zach Wilson. Yeah. There is. He I mean, is arrogant as hell. Come on. He, what he has done and how he's performed is indefensible. He has been trash. He's not a bad NFL quarterback. He's just not been good. Because it's garbage. And the hero ball thing that we always talk about with Zachy is is real. Yeah. It's real. Giggity also says if Cousins sucks in uh, in this primetime game Thursday, the Vikings need to start the transition to a new quarterback. Could be. Could absolutely be. Uh, Kenai Johnson says Derek Carr is like his brother. Sorry. Ooh. Ooh. That's that's harsh. Uh, Forrest G, what's up, my guy? He says, morning. Good to start uh, the fuzzy beginning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, wait. There it is. You guys figured out the audio. Go Jazz. Thank you. That's that's really great. Thank you for... <laughs> Just don't we mind the fuzzy it. audio and give us a thumbs up. It. If you're listening to the show right now, please do give us a thumbs up. Yes, we had a little um, issue at the beginning. My bad. And kick a person when he's down. Yeah, seriously. Seriously, kick a person when he's down. All right, again, best team in the NFL. The Chiefs. Or? The Bills. I think it's... I would agree with that. And I think the Niners are are probably the best team. You know, it is what it is. Okay. There it is go. what it is. There you go. It is what it is. All right. Uh, it is 7.33 on the Monty Show. Let's get back to the uh, Utah Jazz because I think this is an interesting story um, in that the Utah Jazz last night lose in L.A., right? 121-114. But all anybody is talking about is this video right here of... Will Hardy and Colin Sexton yeah. getting competitive on the bench. And I just am trying to find an issue with it because I don't have one. I think this is a if – you're a, if you're a fan of the Yaz, this is, this is one of those videos where no matter who your NBA team is, and as mm-hmm. a Chicago Bulls fan, I would, be, I would love Billy Donovan to get in the Zach Levine like this. This is exactly what you want to see out of a young coach and a young team. You want to see your young coach in front of God and everybody yeah. talking to a player who's not playing the system because there's almost no way to get around it. Colin Sexton is not playing the system. When, when things are bad, I like that Colin Sexton goes to the basket and gets fouled. Mm-hmm. When things are good, I hate that Colin Sexton goes to the basket and tries to get fouled. That's not what we're about. There's a time and a place for all of that. Yes. But I think the problem with Colin has been that that's all he's done. So he's not making the pass to the corner. He breaks the paint, doesn't kick to the corner. So you're losing opportunities 
because he's also not finishing consistently. Yep. He's being selfish, which breaks the chain in the offense. So I have no problem with this, Jake. Yeah, and I think that, you know, the the one thing that I think no one thinks about as far as offense is is when the ball doesn't move, you're the guys who are off the ball get out of sync because they're waiting for you to make your move, right? They're waiting for you to to start the the motion, which is like, hey, okay, Collins got the ball at the top of the key. The other guys are obviously spread out around the arc. And if you're Colin Sexton and you're going to take your time and you're going to drive the paint with 10 seconds left on the clock, you're obviously not going to get a good offensive possession out of that, right? So to me, that's where I think Will Hardy's done a good job here, saying, hey, like we have to be better about understanding, number one, where we're at in the shot clock, number two, who's out on the floor, number three, who's the guy standing in front of you, and number four, hey, what are we trying to do in whatever offensive set that I've just called when you're bringing the ball up, right? Those are all things that a floor general slash game manager guy as a point guard has to handle mentally. And it's really not, it sounds like a lot, but it's really not a lot to manage. You're, you're making all of these decisions probably inside of five seconds once the ball has been, been inbounded. Like that's the reality of the situation. So to me, I think what Will Hardy's done here is great. He's holding him accountable. He's saying, "Hey, it's not good enough for you to just drive into the paint and turn the ball over." That's right. And you need to get you need to get your teammates involved because we don't have Kawhi Leonard or Paul George. And how many times have we said accountability is a huge problem on this team in the last two years? It's a huge problem in the and organization. I, I want to say that I, I it is a huge problem in the organization, or at least it was. I'm not saying it is today. It was a huge problem in the organization, and I think that ultimately, when I look back. Because I don't like comparing Quinn and Will Hardy, right? I don't like doing that. But no. I think the reality of life is, as a Jazz fan, you're going to compare this iteration of the organization oh, yeah. to what it's totally natural. Like It's, it's natural. totally natural. It's what we do. So to me, Quinn and that front office had no accountability to the group of guys that were here at that time. Now, because it's Danny Ainge and because it's Will Hardy and it's their team, there's massive accountability. And I love that. And I think tonight, when you when the starting lineup is announced, whenever that's going to happen, this afternoon probably. They play tomorrow, see, don't they? Or is it tomorrow now? Yeah, Sorry, against Detroit. It, tomorrow. It, you know, when you see the lineup get announced, if Talon Horton Tucker is in there, you will know that that conversation that happened on the bench is why Colin Sexton is 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 oh. coming off the bench. Dude. Yeah. And, and I think this takes us to the other point of who should be starting a point guard. Yeah. And I tell you that it's dump truck who should be starting a point guard. I'm sorry. Did you say dump truck? Yeah, dump truck. Fat. Ta talent. No. He got that. He, he thick. He got that booty. Uh, talent Horton Tucker. I'm a carb-eating motherfucker. THT should be starting. <laughs> wow. THT should be starting at, at point, I think, for the for the Utah Jazz. And the, and the reason that I say that is because I think he brings you some more presence, which is crazy considering how young he is and the situation that he came from. But I think that THT understands the job. And I think sometimes guys like Colin Sexton, and while he was here, I think Donnie also was guilty of this. They, they don't understand the job of being on the ball. And I think guys like Point Book, Devin Booker, who, by the way, by the way, is no longer a Kardashian. Mm. Funny how no longer a Kardashian breaks up before they break up, right? That happens before the he Jazz broke up. He them. broke up with Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, that happened before he played the Jazz. Funny how he went off for a 50 Wasn't piece. it Kylie Jenner? Ky who Kylie was? Jenner, yeah. Whoever, sure. Caitlyn yeah. Jenner. Whoever. It's who, who the hell ever, right? 
the former. Should happen. Yeah, you know. Um, anyway, he's no longer a Kardashian. And then he drops 49 on the Jazz. Yeah. Just saying, maybe the Kardashian curse is real. But you look at what happened to Devin Booker when he brought the ball up. You look at what happens to Kevin Durant when he brings the ball up. You look at, you know, all of these guys in the league, they want to, to, to be on the ball. But what they don't understand is that when you're bringing the ball up and you're a, a scoring first point guard and you're a selfish player, it really, to your point, it's a detriment to the rest of the team. Is it too harsh to say he's a selfish player? I mean, I, I think that he's very young. Colin I think Sexton? That, yeah. No, he's absolutely a selfish player. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think there's any doubt that Colin Sexton is, is a selfish player. And I, I don't even think that it's a, it's, it's a secret. And I think that's why you see a guy like Will Hardy getting into him as he should. As he should. That's his job as a coach. This, what you're watching right now, is a normal basketball thing. There's nothing wrong here. This isn't negative. This isn't panic. Oh my God, we're falling apart. This is hallelujah. It's about time that we see a coach who is holding his player to account for not making the right play at the right time. Yeah, this isn't Kevin Durant and James Harden in Brooklyn fighting on the bench. Like no. this isn't this isn't you know, this isn't, you know, Chris Paul and that Houston team fighting this on the bench. This isn't this isn't James Wiseman getting sent to the G League for a punishment. Yeah. That's not what this is. This yeah. is a coach saying and what this strikes me as is this is a coach saying to a player, we talked about this. What are you confused about? Yep. Because you did X and I told you to do Y. Look at me. That's what that conversation looks like and to me. Their process isn't that difficult. That's my thing with Colin Sexton, and, and that's part of why I think Will is so frustrated here because the 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 scheme is not that difficult. It's not like you're running the Golden State scheme. It's not like you've got all this complex motion and and there's screens being set here and there and you know and all over Poughkeepsie. Like, and it's not like if you look at this, it's not like Will Hardy is saying to him. Yeah, I don't just shut your mouth. I'm telling you, that's not what this is. Yeah. This is a pat, and it's not heated. That's passion. Yeah. This is a passionate exchange between a coach and a player who both have input. We call that an exchange of ideas in a conversation. Yes, and I love that. I think this is this this is the exact reason. This is why we told you Will Hardy was a great hire. Yeah, and it's because of his demeanor, and I I think that that's huge. Yeah. I think my phone was buzzing, but I don't know. The point is, I love this. No, yeah. I don't love that they lost. And I don't love, again, and we, we, we do not love box scores on this show. Yeah. But how many times are we going to talk about less than 30 assists with this team? <coughs> In losses. When this team loses, last night they had 22 dimes total. They lost. So I go back and I look at the Blazer win because I think the Blazer win was actually a really good team win. And I say to myself, you only had 23 assists. What are Sexton's numbers in that game? Colin Sexton, 20 minutes, 2 of 5, 4 of 4 from the line, 9 points. But that's the game that Malik Beasley went off. How many assists? Four. Sexton. Uh, he had four dimes in that game. No assists last night, by the way. But my point on this Blazer game, and the reason I think this is so important, they shot 39 threes and they made 35% of them. And I think part of this is that you had a Blazer team that only got 27 minutes out of Dame. They shot uh, 31%, and they only had 27 assists. So neither team played extremely well. 
right? Neither team played great. Look at the win over the Suns, 134-133, right? Now, that game, the Utah Jazz have 29 assists, Mm -hmm. but they only make nine three-pointers. So how do you score 134 points? Well, that's because you shot 28 free throws and you took 94 shots from the floor, which means you were getting to the basket. Yeah. And you love that. And you look at, um, you know, you or excuse me, excuse me, 32 assists, and they shot 51% from three mm-hmm. in the Suns win. Yeah. Because you moved the ball, you got better looks from three, and you made a bunch of threes in that game. And that, to me, is the key to success for this team. Now, again, in the, the Suns game, the thing that stands out to you is they gave up 49 points to Devin Booker. Yeah. Which is a little scary. Yep. Because that's on the heels of giving up 171 points to Joel Embiid. Yep. So <coughs> that worries you defensively a little bit. Yeah, they don't have a stopper defensively but right they now. They have got to find a way to 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 move the ball without Mike Conley. And what I'm concerned about is in the Blazer game, your assist numbers went down because Mike Conley was out. And in the game last night, I think ball movement was a huge problem in, in very tight moments because the Clippers got better defensively. They always do. They always do. That worries me a little bit. Yeah, and I think the, the thing is, is like, again, I'm just going to keep going back to this point. The concept and the scheme is not that difficult to understand. And it's I'm not, not. I'm not a basketball coach. I'm certainly not a professional basketball player. I'm just someone who observes the game, understands the game, and understands the game within the game. And I think that Colin Sexton does a really poor job right now of reading the space and the windows in which he needs to operate in. Like you have to again, whether we're talking G league or they're talking NBA, you have to be able to beat your man first. You got to be able to get by the first guy and then keep him on your hip and operate in the paint. And then when you can do that, the defense typically will collapse and that's when you want to kick. And, and, and the thing is, is early in the season, the reason they had so much success is because teams were allowing them the easy kick to the corner. Like the, the other thing we need to talk about, and and I told you, first week of the season, scouting will catch up to the Jazz. They will not, teams they play won't allow them to just kick to the corner. That, that help defender is going to stay home, which means you're not going to have the kick to the corner pass on the drive on either hand, right? Like that's not going to be available to you, which means... Now we have to innovate the offense a little bit. So now instead of just beating your guys straight up and kicking it, okay, now we got to play some pick and roll. Now we got to add a little bit of complexity to keep the defense honest. And that's where I feel like this Colin Sexton conversation is that's the core of this conversation. You're being selfish. You're trying to get your shot off the pick and roll rather than moving the ball and passing it in a timely fashion so we can swing the basketball. That's that to me. And again, I didn't hear the conversation. Again, this is all conjecture and speculation. But if I'm watching the game and then I watch the conversation, that was that to me had to be it yep. had to be in that realm. Yep. yep. This is an excellent question from Julian. Who would you rather play, Fontecchio or Gay? Fontecchio oh, all day. The guy's a gifted yeah, shooter. Fontecchio all day. I, I I don't think, and it's interesting. Rudy Gay is. Rudy Gay's just not making it enough. I, I mean, I got news for you. Bob. I don't like, understand why he's on this team. Yeah. I, he's one of the guys, him and, by, by the way, as much love as we are espousing for Mike Conley, 
I still wonder why Mike Conley's on this team. Well, at least Conley brings you some value, right? I I wouldn't have re, I wouldn't have re-signed him when they did. Number one, number two, I wouldn't have had him on this team when I when I shipped out Don and Rudy and and Bogey and Royce. I would have shipped out Mike Conley too, but that's just me. You know, they decided to keep him. They wanted they clearly wanted his veteran leadership with with Sexton because they knew Sexton was going to be a bit of a project. So I can respect that decision. Totally get it. But to me, I, the organization has some tough decisions to make come the trade deadline. And that's what I'm telling you. What's what's today's date? Today's the 22nd of November. You've got about a month here to evaluate this roster and make a decision on how you want to go about the deadline. Because once January gets here, yeah. phone, the phone's going to start ringing. And it's going to ring a lot. So to me, I think you got to know... Like you gotta understand what are we what are we doing with certain names and how can we get Agbaji back up here so we can develop him and get him minutes too. Like that's they're thinking about that. Yeah, I, I don't I wish I understood. The summer was so in, as much as I hated the Bogdanovich trade, you understand Kelly Olenek's role on the team. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I, I think like last night Walker Kessler, it was really interesting to me that Walker Kessler played like thirty six seconds. I think he played seven minutes or something. Like <laughs> 12 minutes, two of two from the floor, two boards, a dime, four points. Yeah. But he didn't have a place in this game. And what I think is, is so intriguing about Will Hardy also is he seems to understand matchups at the micro level. He understands why, you know, Avica Zubats is too much for Walker Kessler. You know, oh, I'm sorry. Did we wake you up? Yes, you did. I'm you sorry. Did. My bad. You did. He understands why Walker Kessler can't handle Ivica Zubats. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a lot of respect for that. Mm-hmm. But I think if you, if you look at a guy like Zubats, a double-double, 14 and 14, six offensive rebounds in a double-double, two dimes for him as well. I mean, you look at some of the numbers here. Did anybody notice Paul George did not play? Yeah. Did anybody notice it? Kawhi Leonard! Hey, Claw. Mm-hmm. Hey, Claw. 23 minutes, eight points. And you gave up <laughs> and you gave up 121 to the Clippers. Yeah. That's an awful matchup. What did Reggie have? Reggie! <clears throat> Reggie had 27 points. Norman Powell had 30. John, I thought, <laughs> you know, frankly, I know this is gonna sound crazy. John Wall was their best player last night. 13 points. Five boards, eight dimes. Yeah, nice game. You know, like a ton of turnovers, eight turnovers. But I still maintain the Clippers are a nightmare matchup for the Jazz. Well, they're a nightmare matchup for I mean, a lot of teams too. And, and, and that's and without it, really Paul George and yeah, Kawhi Leonard, they, if we're being they, totally they honest. They haven't been able to climb the mountain with Paul George and Kawhi. They haven't gotten there yet. Man, it's it's crazy. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know. It'll be interesting. to We'll see. I don't know. Uh, all right, let's go uh, get some of your comments in here. Holabilly says, "Py, all right, I'm trying, but damn, what does that mean?" I don't know what that means. Holabilly, telling you, man, that ayahuasca is going to do bad things to you, boy. Uh, it's, uh, Skeet says, "Sometimes he seems to focus on the basket instead of breaking down the defense and finding his teammates." Agreed. Totally agree. I think that's right. Alex Cooley says, "Refs overturning that blocking foul and one was one of the worst I've seen." Eh. I hate. I don't disagree. It was a bad call. I hate talking about refs in terms of did they win or lose you the game. It's it, they not didn't. Of consequence, dude. You gave. I what I just said cost you the game, in my opinion. Yeah. And I and I'm open to the conversation. Is this the I, mean, 
I'm not I'm not all knowing, but when you give up 121 points to the Clips without PG and Kawhi, that's a problem. And again, Kawhi played last night, but 23 minutes and eight points, and they still scored 121. Yeah, Norman like, Powell is the problem last uh, night. Hello, that's not good. Yeah. And also, by the way, I think we're starting the love affair in the honeymoon with Vando is starting to wear off a little bit. Yeah, well, he's got to develop. Like, you know, but I think, But I think you're also starting to see his limitations. Uh-huh. You know, his limitations creeping in. Offensively, there are times where he's anonymous. Yeah, and I think that, you know, again, this is, this is the stuff that's going to keep you from being a 50-win team. Yeah. I mean, that's what you're dealing with this year, and I think Vando is... Is he like you have to improve? Like I again, the the example I keep using is the process Giannis went through to have a jump shot, to have an effective mid range game, to have the ability to be totally. uh, what's called a three level scorer, where Vando can drive and can score in the paint. He needs to be able to score at the free throw line extended, and then he needs to be able to shoot the three. So to me, if I'm Vanderbilt, I'm not trying to work on my three. I'm trying to work on on my mid range game. That that because yep. I have length and can shoot over guys. Yep, I have girth too and length. Right, uh, Caleb Harrison. What's up, my guy? How are you? Hope your job interview went well. Everybody send good vibes to Caleb. He had a job interview yesterday. I uh, said those young guys aren't really young guys. They all been in the league three, four years. Won't take them long to adjust. No, and I think that's that's the crazy thing about THT mm-hmm. is that he's like fifteen, but he's been in the league. Yeah, like, I think he's twenty one, dude. He is twenty one. Yeah, and he's been in the league for I think this is his third year, at least his third year. Like I mean, he's he, twenty one. He's yeah. a guy that has a ton of upside and. He's just learning how to throw that booty he's around. He's 6'4", like, 234 pounds. And dude. he's just learning how to use it. Yeah. You know, because he's not the biggest guy, but he's strong. He's tough. You're If you let him get downhill on you, if you give him the ball on the elbow and he breaks the paint, you're screwed. Yeah. Because he doesn't mind dunking on you either. So, I mean, I, I think that's a great point, Caleb. I mean, that is, yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, Jaron Eccles, good morning. Prepping the football at 50, Bob. Yeah. Yeah, we probably should uh, we probably should do football at 50, 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty Show presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. See, I'm telling you, you can just vibe with vibe, it. Dude, the beat is good, bro. Vibe with it, yo. Football at 50 presented by Papa Murphy's. Use the promo code Monty25 to get 25% off your purchase. $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Um... This Zach Wilson situation is fascinating. We had a pretty good three-minute discussion about it. Right. I'm telling you, Zach Wilson's a bust. And I know I've been saying that for a minute, and you guys have all been telling me I'm a jerk. But I think you knew as soon as he got hurt when this season started, it was going to be an uphill climb. Yeah, 100%. And I think that, you know, again, he's one of these guys that's arrogant and likes him some Zach Wilson, and that's a problem. Like, it's not a problem in sports to not be good enough. But it is a problem when you're not good enough and you think you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. That's the issue right now. And I think we're seeing it with Kyler Murray. We're seeing it with Zach Wilson. We've seen it before with other guys. Like, And, and inevitably, Zach Wilson is either going to humble himself or he's going to get cut and he's going to go through a couple of teams and then flame out. Like, That's the process. I wonder, and this again is just my opinion, but I wonder if he does he end up... You know, like all the former USC quarterbacks of the past that have moved around this league, like all the quarterbacks that hop around the Jeff Georges of the world. Yeah. The, you know, pick the guy that's popped around. Darnold. Sam Darnold. Mark Sanchez. Carson Palmer. 
does Zach Wilson ever get to Sam Darnold's level? I don't know. Probably not. Is he ever Baker Mayfield? Probably not. Daniel Jones. Probably no. Not. Dan see, Daniel Jones. I actually think Daniel Jones is a really solid. Yeah. It wow. All right. He's all right. Why do I you mean, hate what, the? What did the? What who is, hurt what, you? What, Jacob, what who that, hurt you? Dude, what who is, hurt you? Why? Why are you boned over Daniel Jones? Because I think the guy has actually put in the work and he's improving. And he shows you that when you put Saquon Barkley back there, the cat can actually play a little bit. And oh, by the way, the Giants are seven and three. Yeah. Right. Your mom can play back there when Saquon's healthy. Come on. Oh, stop. Stop, dude. Like, Saquon's one of the best backs in the league when he's healthy. I don't disagree with that, but I look at Danny's numbers, and I see a guy that's completing at a career-high percentage. I see a guy that's not turning the football over as much as he had. I see a guy that's played a full schedule. Daniel Jones is actually operating as a quarterback yards, in this league. Dude. Look at the passing yards. Because they're a run-first team now, as they should be with Daniel Jones as their quarterback. Okay, but what does that mean? That isn't that a caveat? No. What that, that one means... first team with Daniel Jones as your quarterback doesn't doesn't that inherently then mean that he's not a dynamic passer? No, not at all. What it means is that Daniel Jones is not ready to put a team on his back and carry carry them. Yeah. That, but I can tell you, he is a far superior ready quarterback to 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 Zachy. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, Daniel Jones is a guy, and again, this is just my opinion. If you look at the worst passers in the league. If you look at Geno Smith. Geo 7. But look at Geno Smith's rise into Seattle. What did that take? That took him sitting behind a guy like Russ and then seizing on an opportunity. Yeah. Baker Mayfield couldn't do that in Carolina. I don't know that Zach Wilson ever becomes even a serviceable NFL quarterback. and I, He may not. Look, he may be a complete bust. He may be a complete waste of time. That may in fact happen but it's just a shame with the kind of arm talent he has that he's not willing to to let that thing go i think if you look at attempts in the league and you look at the guys the tom brady's who's thrown the most passes in the nfl but look at the the Jameis winston's the mitch trubisky's <laughs> yeah okay you look at the taylor heineke's taylor heineke wow. I'm, but i'm being serious yeah is, is Zach Wilson better than any of those names at any time in his career? I don't know. Is he ever better than Taylor Haneke? I want to say yes, but I can't. I can't. I can't. Is he, is he, he's probably could be better than Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, but Mitch Trubisky was a playoff quarterback, dude. Like he's, he, he could be better than Jameis Winston. Yes. He could be better than, I think, I don't know that he'll ever be Teddy Bridgewater. Will he ever be? Will he ever be Cooper Rush, who I think is actually a solid quarterback? I don't think he will be. Will he ever be Trevor Lawrence? No, I think Trevor can actually throw the ball, and I don't think Trevor's scared to throw the ball. Here's a question: Will Will Justin Fields ever be ever be one of those guys? No. I, he's hurt now, by the way. The non-throwing shoulder injury is day to day. I thought guys could run all over the place and not get hurt. Like I thought. Ask Saki Poo. Perfect example of that. Football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty Show is presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Use the promo code Monty25 to get 25% off a hog heaven. Papa Murphy's presents how to change the way you pizza. Step one, carefully knead dough. Step two, artfully spread sauce. Step three, add fresh mozzarella and assemble toppings. Step four, 
realize we already did all that for you. So all you have to do is bake it. For a limited time only, get the Hog Heaven Pizza with Canadian bacon, ground sausage, and crispy bacon. Papa Murphy's. Change the way you pizza. Hi. Hello. Use the promo code Monty25. San Diego State Aztec says, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. I had pizza last night. It was not from Papa Murphy's. Where's the block button? I mean, how are you this much of a casual guy? Like, dude. What did we do now? We went somewhere for pizza last week. And we learned our lesson. It was not Papa Murphy's. And what did we because say? Because it's garbage. What did we say? We should have gone to Papa Murphy's. So get your facts straight. Like, what were we thinking? And we, we say that all the time. Hey, because there's a million and one pizza places. You're never going to go to the same place every time. Yeah, pizza joints. But every time I get pizza to the house and it's not Papa Murphy's, I'm always disappointed. Y'all feel me? I'm always disappointed. And this pizza even had uh, ricotta cheese on it. And it still was not. It's just not Papa Murphy's with barbecue sauce. I love the way you sauce. say ricotta cheese. What? You're like ricotta. Ricotta cheese. <laughs> like, that's how you say it. Um, Boyd Lake says another QB with Zach Wilson's numbers through 20 games. Troy Aikman. Oh, come on. Troy Aikman had it, and he was on terrible teams. The Jets are no longer a terrible team. No, that's what That's what not. Zachy Poo supporters don't want to talk about. Just read Jaron Hall turned down an invitation to play in the Senior Bowl where Puka accepted the invitation. Makes you wonder if Hall may be considering staying at BYU. I don't think he is. That would be such a mistake. I don't think he is. I think they're both gone. And I think Puka knows that any chance he can get to, to showcase his explosiveness, he's going to do it. I think that Jaron Hall is very smart to limit himself. Go to the Combine and then show up on draft night. Don't go play in the Senior Bowl. Don't go yeah. play in a bunch of showcases. And maybe you're right. Maybe he turned it down because he is coming back. That would be a huge mistake. Huge mistake, in my opinion. Jaron Eccles, Zach Wilson is going to end up like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Maybe. Ooh, that could be ugly. Every uh, all hundred and ten of you that are watching this show right now, please give us a uh, please give us a thumbs up right now. Hit the like button. That really helps. Les Wayman, good morning to you. I vibe with olives on my pizza. So you see, you say hurtful things. Apologize to that man. You say hurtful things, Les. And I'll drop that motherfucker. Mrs. Motsi's a huge black olive eater. No wonder she's a freak on the dishwasher. Uh, Jones is a poor man's Tannehill, and that's not saying much. Agreed. Agreed. I'd probably rather have Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think you're wrong about that. Aztec says, uh, good morning at Boyd Lake. Good morning, uh, Boyd you guys Lake. Are so cute. Hey Boyd. Boy, good to see you, my man. Uh guys, 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 guys. I hear the placeholder football hey fifty music. Hey guys. Hey guys. <laughs> Jake, are you ever gonna change the football? Nope. Because Boyd sent us a list of, of license free music. That might be true. But I made a beat and I'm sticking to it. Jake wants to vibe. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm sticking you know, to it. You know what I mean? You know. It is what it is. Oh, there's bots in the chat. Bro, how? There are bots in the chat. We didn't even chat. talk about anything. <laughs> <laughs> they just, I mean, they're they are all about that. They're all about that that volume, yo. Um, and we appreciate you I'm sorry, you guys, I thought you said they're all about that volume, bro. Yeah, dude. We've already had thousands of people watch a show today. You guys need to give us a thumbs up and a like, by the way. Um, if we get to 9,000, um, oh boy, 
Guy, what are you doing? Oh, what, what are boy. you doing right uh, now? Where's bro? what's that drop from the basketball Dude, movie? With, what are you doing? Nothing. Just I I just got an update from from Nike. It's an Obsidian. I'm not getting it. Uh huh. You know. Right, but like, what what was the? An Air Jordan One Obsidian. Interesting. Like, hey, we could. You should. So, what has to happen for you to be allowed to get more shoes or whatever? Dude, I'm out of room. I'm out of room. Mrs. Monty's going to join us here in a bit on the uh, on the show. Through the technology, technology and, uh, links and um, stuff. Thankfully, there's not many good shoes hitting the market this week. Right. But boy, there's some ones coming up that are like, my God. Right. Mrs. Monty, I think, honestly, will will leave me if I buy another pair of shoes. I doubt that. Like it is, it, dude. It this. I'm telling you this. This varsity, le- the cherry Air Jordan oh, yeah, Eleven. Dude. Yeah, that's a must have. I mean, that's. That's crazy, but uh, I don't know what it would take. So I said, I yeah. Know. I'm in a really good place. My shoe sobriety is going really well. It is. Uh, Eric C. says, good morning, Monty Town. Uh, the football 50 music makes me want to hit a blunt. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you just you got to chill and, you know. Uh, 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 uh. Jaron Eccles says, what's the reasoning behind the Stars Court being set up more to one side uh, looks strange with the TV above the one hoop. Yeah, it is strange with the TV above the one hoop. Yeah, I think the the reason for that is the G League. My understanding is this could be wrong. This is my understanding though. The my understanding is that the G League, the way they want it to look on TV, is a little bit more of a confined space because they don't want it to look like they're playing in this massive empty building. Right? And, it's an optics. <laughs> this is thing. the conundrum with the Maverick Center. Yes. You have this is a ten thousand seat arena at the Maverick Center. Yeah. And you're going to get 2,000 fans a game. Do you want 2,000 fans spread across spread across 10,000 seats or do you want 2,000 fans spread across 3,000 3,000 seats. seats? Yeah. And on TV it looks like there's a good crowd there. That's why they do it and I think it's really smart. <coughs> so they had half the arena draped off. They had the floor pushed down to the one end. The big jumbotron hangs above the one end of the floor. But they, they, they do it, and I'll tell you, we went to the G League last night. Yeah. And they do it well. I mean, they have a kid's zone with all these bouncy houses. They sell old jazz merchandise. So they sell, they had like yellow, they had the blue jersey from last year. That's like right, T. Clarkson, Mike Conley. Like they have all kinds of good gear there, dude, that, at a discount. And it's cheap to come to it the is. games, dude. It's 14 bucks. It is. Absolutely it is. Uh, Giggity um, says, what's stopping you, Eric, um, from rolling a blunt? He says, I have to go to work. What do you do for a living, Eric C? Yeah. Where are you at? Uh, Doc J says, Vando is faster and better upside version of Draymond Green. Oh, stop. Yes, I'm, I can't get down with that, dude. So you really think that Jared Vanderbilt is ever a better player than Draymond Green was in his prime? You're serious with that. <laughs> like, that's crazy. That's crazy. Greg Hale says, USA, USA, what a start. They ran the game yesterday, just frustrating about the tie. Well, you commit a stupid penalty in the area. What do you think you're going to get? Yeah. Like a stupid, and, and, stupid you penalty. Know, on, and it wasn't like it was on a rando. That was Gareth Bale, dude. Well, and then you put Gareth, Gareth Bale on the spot. What do you think he's going to do? Yeah. Like, he's not going to miss from there. But by the way, did anybody see money. this morning? And we're talking about the World Cup, by the way. Did anybody see this morning that Argentina lost to 50 world 51st ranked Hell yeah. Saudi Arabia? Hell yeah. I don't know what's wrong with Lionel Messi in big games. The World Cup has not been his friend. Nope. And this is his fifth and likely final World Cup. 
Like it, it's incredible to me they lost that match. I, I just I cannot believe that. Nick Vela says, when will we talk about Utah football? What do you want to talk about? Season's over. You know. Yeah. I mean, if they go to Colorado, I swear I hate I hate playing Colorado the last game of the year. It, that is yeah, that's not good. All right. Um where do you want to go? It's eight oh seven. Do we bring in Mrs. Monty and argue over the dishwasher? Catch me outside. How about that? Or do we talk about Amazon? Both. Okay. Let's 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 bring in Mrs. Monty. There she is. Hello, Lorraine. What? Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. <laughs> oh. Hi. Lorraine. Hi, Lorraine. How? No, I'm kidding. At, me and Mrs. Monty have a little game where we call each other different names. I started it. It's probably dumb. We shouldn't do it anymore. Right. But it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It is fine. Um, so you're back at the crib this morning. The background looks oddly familiar, does it not? It does. Does it not? Let's appease the Utah fans and put this background up. There you go. There you go, Utah fan. The background is up. There you go. There you go. The background is up. <laughs> Yes, put the put the Utah mascot in the background as all of the as all of the uh, as all of the BYU fans uh, exit uh, quickly. But um, let's talk about Amazon real quick here because this story with Amazon Alexa going away. How much do you guys? I use Amazon Alexa every single day. Uh-huh. Like, and, and when I say every day. I mean, every single day, like I tell Alexa to turn on the lights. I tell her to like, she does all kinds of Alexa. stuff. Alexa. She, she tells me the weather. She tells like all these things. But the funny thing is this week, Amazon had all these layoffs in the Alexa device division is what they're calling it uh-huh. was according to reports, the Alexa division was crushed by layoffs. And then a story came out by business insider that said, Amazon has lost 10 Billion dollars on the Amazon group this year alone. Jeez. I said ten billion dollars on the on the Alexa group alone. Is um, is it worth it? Yeah, I don't I, I don't know, man. Like, is it worth it? Like I use my Alexa to turn the lights on and off. That's about it. You know what I mean? So like for Amazon, I'm not quite sure that it's worth it. But I mean I probably don't I'm not probably. I don't use my Alexa to its full potential. So. Mrs. Monty, is is Amazon worth it? Uh Whoa. Amazon or Alexa? Like is X, is Alexa worth? Amazon's absolutely a must-have. You know yeah, what? But you like know what using having, Amazon I'm through Alexa. Trouble with right now. The first time I joined, my headset worked great, and okay. now it's not working at all. <laughs> okay. So it's like I have a terrible, weird echo. Okay. You sound great. You sound great. You all do. Right. See, like we have these we have these awkward setups now. We're like, I'm trying to figure well, out which one's time. better. And when I joined earlier, the first time I joined the live stream link, it was the wrong link. But I was able to join and I sat there and I had my headset on and the volume worked and everything. Perfect. But it made my keyboard disappear. So I figured out it was the wrong link, disconnected, but then I had no keyboard. Like I couldn't text. I could only talk to text. So I just shut down, restart. Like what the hell? <laughs> you know, you're breaking stuff. You, I thought about it, but so what did you say as we were laying in bed last night about the A word? Yeah, um, 
so many of you probably know that I am connected to uh, the Amazon uh, organization. I do not work in that division. Um, but with all of like the news of layoffs and they did lay off people in devices, all of a sudden my A word, and I can't say it cause she's sitting on the desk is like totally malfunctioning. Yeah. And I'm very disappointed in that because we do, I use it all the time. Um, we ask it questions. We ask it for the weather. Uh, you know, you can secure your house with it. We, have a lot of routines for our smart home based off of it. And if it totally went away, I'd be in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I think we would be in trouble because I think we use it a lot. You know, yeah. like I don't know how to, everybody's saying that we we need you. Okay, you want to have Mrs. Monty on her own? Okay, welcome to the Mrs. <laughs> well, hey, thanks. I appreciate having my own show. Get um, out of here. Me and what are you talking about? <laughs> Kevin and Leo. Yeah. You you and Kevin just hanging out. Um, I think Amazon is vitally important. Mm -hmm. I, I've said this all the time. I think Amazon to our life is vitally important. It's everything from Monster and Rockstar, protein bars. I mean, if you think about the stuff that we order on a regular basis, like the, the, the pants that I wear um, on a regular basis are available on Amazon. So I could get, I could subscribe and every, every third month I could get a new pair of these pants. Right. That's how in depth Amazon is. So it's food. I think, I think the thing that we saw, I think the thing that we saw with Amazon is all of this started when they bought whole foods. Yep. Honestly. And then I think the yeah. pandemic was really good for Amazon. And then all that hiring absolutely has come back to haunt them. Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree that it, like issues started with Whole Foods. It, it just was not something they needed to get into. And I get why they did it. Um, but I just, I don't know. I think that was one bad decision. I think they're seeing that now and they're trying yeah. to figure out what the heck to do because they also built like brand new, built from the ground up these Amazon fresh stores. And I don't know if the one in um, like the big one that's near, um, Costa Mesa. I don't know if it's even opened yet, but it was built. So <laughs> I don't know what they're doing with them. I That's don't know the either, but they're not you know, talking about other than they did say that retail is one of the divisions that's been struggling. Yeah. But I, I but I also think like they, they, the, the pandemic changed the way we operate in this world. If you, I mean, if you seriously, if you think about it, yeah, everything that we do is different because of the pandemic, the way we grocery shopped, the way that we bought gas, the time of day we went out, the way we drove. Remember when the, the pandemic first started? All the empty streets. But then what, what happened? Everybody went, went home to work. Yeah. And there was this big hiring boom. Mm -hmm. And now I think the, the economy exploded and home prices went up. And now we're starting to see the residual downturn in that. And we're starting to see layoffs. We're starting to see that uh, Amazon, whoever thought Amazon would ever lay anybody off? Like who, I mean, it's, I, it's, it's I, Amazon. I don't think you predict those things. Like you go through it as a business, you know, you know? like you, you, you hire a lot, you get a little fat on your, on your staffing and then you have to chop it back down when times change. But Mrs. Monty, you're passionate about this. Are layoffs necessarily a bad thing? I don't think that they are, especially for Amazon. So 
I think what a lot of people don't realize is Amazon overhired and um, they are one of the few companies that is very um, uh, risk aligned. They will take a lot of risks in order to try to grow, grow their business. So um, they took a lot of risk. And now that, you know, things are, are shifting, the economy is shifting, they had to become more risk averse. And so they're having to do some layoffs. But here's one thing that I told, um, I had a person, so one of the things I do is I mentor a lot of people at work. And then also um, I can be connected to them as just an advisor. So there's different roles for new hires. And um, I was connected to one person who came on in August as just her advisor, which just means I'm a safe place. I'm not on the team that she works on. I'm not mentoring her how to do her job. I'm her safe place to come to ask questions um, about culture, about, you know, like things that she wouldn't get from her team or that she's just not comfortable asking her team. So she asked if I could talk yesterday. And this is what I told her um, with her concerns about layoffs is the what if, if, if it does happen, which, you know, from what we understand, like our particular jobs aren't at risk, but if it does happen, take that what if not as a negative, but as a what if, what if I get laid off? What can I do next? And I used my sister as an example who, um, my sister owned a production company with a partner. They had it for 15 years and um they did movie premieres and oscar parties really glamorous really fun very hard work but really you know amazing stuff in california and with the pandemic none of that was happening none at all but there was no parties but, but i also think that it's an opportunity to that's the opportunity to grow is to try something else and yes she's totally switched into a career in healthcare yeah i i think and I think that. we, I, how, what's the right way to put this? We, I'm a big believer in everything in the right time and space. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's accidents. Call that what you want. The destiny, the universe, whatever you want to call it. I don't think there's any accidents in this world. I just personally believe that, hey, this happened. You got to deal with it. And there's opportunity in all of that. I think sometimes we as people get too scared to recognize that. George Klyovkov. And Well, George Klyovkov, exactly right. I think sometimes we just get too scared to recognize that. And whether it's your sister or whoever you want to point to, everything can be positive as long as you allow that. But as far as Amazon goes, I don't, do you ever think Alexa goes away? Because I don't think it ever no. totally goes away. It's too integrated. Yeah, I don't think it will totally go away. But what they're not going to do is continue to, to like develop crazy devices. Um, I don't know if you knew, like recently they developed like a little robot um, can wheel around your house. It has a dude. I think robots it. are terrifying. Yeah, no, I'm. But good. I mean, it's like small though. It's not like the robot dog that can open the door. You know <laughs> that everybody hated. People were terrified by that dog. Wow. But, <laughs> but let's be honest though. Look at that comment from San Diego State. I think this is a really good point. Alexa and all of the, hey, Google, and hey, Siri, and yeah. they all listen, and I'm, I, I, it, I just don't like it. And they could, they, I, Amazon specifically, I've read a lot about this. You can, you can make Amazon stop, you can make Alexa stop recording the things you say. Infowars.com. But, well, yeah. but it doesn't work as well if you do that.
it does not work. In my opinion, it doesn't work as well if you do that. Maybe we don't need Alexas in our house. How oh, about that? How about man, that? I think they make your life so much easier. How about that? The issue is, is that Amazon hasn't figured out how to make money off of Alexa. They, they have spent so much money, and Bezos was so into it. This is my baby. This is my baby. This is my baby. Rocket shaped like a penis. Okay, I'm going to go over here and play with my penis ship. And now all of a sudden, Andy Jassy, who's the new boss at Amazon, he doesn't have the penis fixation, but he also doesn't have the Alexa fixation. Yeah. And he's a guy that, for better or for worse, he's a guy who wants to make money. And losing $10 billion a year on, on anything is not small change, and I don't care how um, big your company is. Yeah. Somebody's paying the price for um, it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it'll ever go away. I just think they're going to stop doing um, like all kinds of crazy things with it. I think they will slow down the development and um, they will still keep a lot of the the functionality. Yep. All right. MM <laughs> says, like the video. Yes, you guys should yeah, all hit like, go. please. If all 112 of you hit like, do the it. channel would explode. So do please it. do that. Uh, Neville 93 says, I love Jordans and Nike. I feel like those sh uh, shoes should only exist in this world. Correct. We were, he's saying that because I was saying that my Jordan sobriety is intact and that Mrs. Monty will dump my ass, which she's already considering doing over dog yes, vomit. Yes, yes, yes. Um, how, clo like, how close to just walking out of the house were you the other night when the dog threw up? No, no. See, it wasn't just that the dog threw up. Oh, God. It's <laughs> that I had gone upstairs to get ready for bed and the dog threw up while you were eight feet from him. And you called me. No, I did not call you. No, I did not. Call. See, and this is what happens. I did not call you. I was talking to the dog. He was, okay, so not to be gross. Like, Rhino, Rhino, what are you doing? I warn you. I warn you. This is next level. When a dog throws up and they eat their vomit, it sounds differently than them licking their own shaft, right? Like, I think we can all agree on that. There's just a different sound to licking up chunky vomit. Licking your own shaft. It, 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 hey, if I could do it, I would. If I could do it, Mrs. Monty would have no purpose in life, but I can't. Right, so she does. right. I'm totally kidding. Right. So she, she's also a fabulous cook. <laughs> anyway, the point, it probably came at, I'm totally kidding. Um, but you know how it sounds when a dog is eating their it's own terrible, vomit, right? dude. It's one so of the, it's I awesome. said, I said, my dog's name is Rhino. I was like, Rhino, what are you doing? And she's like, did he throw up? And she comes running downstairs. When she came downstairs, I was standing over the dog about to kick him out of his bed. And what I was going to do is I was going to take the blanket that he threw up on and I was going to take it outside to the garbage can and shake it off. And she like basically bullies me out of the way and takes over the situation and then it's like, hey, you're a lazy effer. I'm tired of doing everything at the house. And you, and, and fat ass, you don't know how to load a dishwasher. That was how the conversation ended. Then we went to bed. I slept on my side of the bed, cold, lonely, and, and then got up and went to work. Yeah, next question. Notice she's not denying that. <laughs> wow. It's not really what happened. Very simplified version, but it okay. is. But I didn't call. I wasn't like, "Hey, look, hey, ho, doctor up, time to come downstairs, meatloaf, mom." <laughs> like that's not what happened. That's not what happened. That's not. But the dishwasher thing is the dishwasher okay. thing is actually one no. of these things. Yeah, where it's a really stupid argument. And it. And by the way, 
as and I said this on the show while Mrs. Monty was like in a Monty show blackout yesterday, didn't even want to acknowledge my existence. Uh-huh. I said on the show yesterday, this was totally my fault. Yeah, I've been did. busy. Yeah. I've been absorbed in whatever yeah. it is we're doing. And Mrs. Monty works at home, so it's in your face all day. So you're dealing with the dog who's sick, giving him vet, getting him medicine, taking him to the vet, you know, like all this stuff. I need to be better. I need to do the dishes. I need to take the garbage out. I need to kick the dog in the balls when he throws up on his bed. Right? I need to do he this stuff. He doesn't have balls, by the way. Oh, that's right. I need to kick him where his taint is because he didn't. <laughs> And I, and I honestly feel like you would have taken the blanket out and thrown it in the trash. No, like, no, no. You, you would have been like, you were like, what do we do with this? Yeah, I because would, it's garbage. No, I would not have thrown it out. I would have thrown the vomit in the trash and I would have taken the blanket downstairs and put it in the laundry is what I would have done. And, and I'm like five days behind on my laundry, by the way. Mm-hmm. I'm like at the bottom of the barrel. I'm wearing like the boxers that are two size too big now because I've lost some weight. So I'm wearing boxers that like fall off of me. And, and it's, it's at that point where you're like, oh, how dirty is too dirty to rewear <laughs> boxer shorts, right? Like that's, thankfully, I'm a, I'm a glutton and I have like 8,000 pairs of boxer shorts. But never. I, I, in general, and Mrs. Monty, I don't know if you'll back me up on this. In general, on the regular, when I was at home all the time, I'm actually a pretty good domestic partner. Like, I'll do the dishes. I don't mind. You did the dishes last night. Yeah, I don't mind. You know, generally, we'll, Mrs. Monty and I, because we order from Amazon pretty much everything we do. So we'll, like, cut the boxes up together, put them in the recycle bin. Uh But I have not been home very often. Why are you pausing? Are you saying that's not true? Are you saying that's not true? I make my bed every day. I do my own laundry. Wait, you made it sound like you have two separate beds. No, but when you're when you get out of bed, I get out of bed at four in the morning. Right. And depending on where Mrs. Monty is laying, I will make my side of the bed. But lately, because it's been cold, she kind of grabs the blanket, so I can't make my side. Yeah, of the like bed. we all do. Yeah, you got to yeah. cuddle up. Yeah. But two days ago, what did I do? I came home to change my clothes, and the bed was a flippant disaster because the, the, the gal that cleans our house has no clue or how to make a bed. I don't know how difficult that is. Yeah. Honestly. this right. And I love, I have a, listen, if you need a cleaning person in your home, call we me. We got the hookup. I've got, I've got the best cleaning lady. Hey, come on. Jake, you use the same cleaning lady. Does she do the same BS to your sheets? Oh, that's right. You don't use. I don't. You, yeah, Jake. I, see, I don't yeah. have this problem. See, Jake is a guy. I don't have this problem. Jake I, is I a guy do, who doesn't do make his bed because but you also don't have blankets or sheets on your bed. You just have all these stains from procreation. No, that's not so true. So you kind of keep yourself no, warm with those stains. No, like when you're a fully functioning, I, I you know, well, a question for the comments because Jake does not use a flat sheet. I'm not a top sheet guy. I don't understand. So you use a fitted sheet and a blanket? Yep. No, I don't get it. Two blankets, actually. No, man. Weird, man. It's weird. I don't Uh, think so. You know. I I wouldn't like to comments if that's what other people do. We've done this before in the comments, and I'm pretty sure there are people (laughs) who backed me up about no top sheet. And my Monty fan says, Monty hiding at the office like a real man. We've all done it. Damn. (laughs) Damn. The problem is, the problem is, Mrs. Monty tends to not communicate when she's upset about something. So I'll, I'll find out about it in like a week. Yeah, and then respect my privacy when I find out about it, it's like a powder keg. So what happened, and I told this story on the show yesterday, sorry to be redundant, 
The dog threw up the other night. Right. She comes downstairs. It's chicken, rice, and vegetables. And I think that also contributed, right? Because on the show yesterday, yes. you said you went to the store after a long day, and you had like right. gone so, out of your way oh. to handle the dog. It's a whole sequence of events. Yes, it I was. And Mrs. Monty, Monday, so to I tell you. Things done, right? Because right. Because we've been really busy, and we work full time, plus we have the show and the Grizzlies and all these things. So I planned on staying home on Sunday, not going to the game. Right. There was a need for me to actually go to the game. So I didn't get to do all the things that I had planned on doing. Cause it ends up being, it was, uh, I got there at 1245 and we didn't leave until six thirty seven o'clock. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we didn't get home the other night because we stopped at the store. We didn't get home till eight o'clock yeah. and the lady what the what Mrs. Monty did was because our dog has had coronavirus. Mm-hmm. What we what she did is she boiled chicken, she made brown rice, and she boiled vegetables. The coronavirus. And what I what I did was I'm a complete jackass. The dog throws <laughs> it up, and she's like standing over the vomit. And I'm like, you can't give him vegetables. That's what fucking just like me a, the fuck off. Well, just like an <laughs> idiot, I'm like I put my hand on her back, and I'm like, oh, baby, you can't give him vegetables. Instead of being like, hey. Not it, and I've done so well for so long at not saying the wrong thing at the Sometimes wrong time. I think I just say shit, right? Not not saying the wrong thing at the wrong time. Like, wow, that outfit makes you look really fat, but your hair looks great today, <laughs> so right? Say, like, yeah. you don't say the wrong thing at the wrong time. <laughs> I don't think you should ever say to a woman that makes you look fat. Okay, portly, same thing. The point is, <laughs> I'm never that guy. I never, yeah, right. I never do that. Sorry, go ahead. But Not the bad. point is, in that moment, I should have just been like, oh, bummer. Hey, let me clean this up. Let me let me handle this. You've been dealing with the dog for like a week. Let me get this. Mm-hmm. And instead, and she goes... And when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. So instead, <laughs> she goes in the full like warp speed control freak and like picks up the bed and, you know, like just... It, she. That's what you do, though. Like, but you don't... You're not the guy who does stuff in advance. I have to ask you to do things other than your laundry and making the bed in the morning. Like I have to say like, Hey, we have to do the recycling today. Like the cardboard boxes. Uh Hey, I I even pulled the trash cans closest to our house to where all we have to do is go out the back door and put shit in the trash. But I do that. But I think, no, I had to tell you this weekend, you, you dropped it on the floor by the door in the back. Like, a like, box, no, a cardboard box. Uh-huh. Take it out. Like you don't think in advance. You're not like, man, Brit's really had a hard time with the dog. She's been crying. She's so upset that he. But have I not? not I, wait, wait, wait a minute. Manage everything. She but does. that's not fair. I actually like went out of my way to thank you for doing all of that. I tell you that like every day. Hey, I really appreciate that you've done this. Right. You can thank me all you want, but maybe sometimes what you have to do is say, let me handle it for you today. I know yeah. you've been doing a lot of this. Let me handle that. Yeah. The, I, the, I'm in a, between a rock and a hard place, though. Uh, no, you're not. Yes, I am. Because you are very much a control freak about certain things. Like, I'm, I, I, I am not going to tell you not to feed the dog vegetables. Because you'll be like, ah. It's like I gave the example of the chemicals in the hot tub. I, I we just, I just have to let you do that. Yeah, you, that's because your thing. You, 
Because you just want to pour in more chlorine. You're like, no, I don't. Pour, pour, more, pour more chlorine in it. No. Just pour more chlorine in it. And it's like, no, it needs alkalinity. You got to put the alkalinity right. in. I like this You're is like, why I say pour, just handle your, it. Your solution for the hot tub is pour more clean. No, it's not. Pour more anti foam. But it's not. No, I, see, <laughs> it's it's not that that. And this is where we get into trouble, because it's not. My solution is not. Your solution is don't listen to what he's saying. Just tell him wrong, how he's wrong, and then go and do it yourself. And in these little situations, this is where it becomes a problem. Nine days out of ten, this is not a problem. Uh huh. But. What's the what's the process for the dog getting well? How long how long are they saying this is going to take? Too long, too fucking long. That's how long. And it but and he's yeah. pretty well now. He's why probably eighty percent. Why is why is his stomach so sensitive? Because they he he has coronavirus. He's got he had a really really serious case of the flu. Yeah. And you know we gave him some bleach and we stuck light up his ass like the president told us to, and it just upset his stomach. He it is a sick puppy. It's actually not what we did, but he just, I think he just has a stomach thing and he's an older dog. He's 13 years old. Mm. So a lot of times when you feed him, he will throw it up. Yeah. And so what, what Mrs. Monty did was exactly what you should have done. We made him some really good, hearty protein food. Yeah. It just, the, the vegetable is too much volume. Uh huh. The, you, it, when a it, dog is sick and I was reading, the problem is. The problem is I read too much and I don't communicate yeah. enough. Yeah. And I really need to just stop reading so much. Like I was reading about what you feed a sick dog. Rice and chicken is perfect. Rice and boiled, plain, not seasoned, no butter, no oil. Plain ass yeah, boiled she knew chicken. what she was doing. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. That's why I said yeah. you, you, in that moment, you just can't say anything. And at all, you shouldn't say anything because you've really done a great job taking care of the dog. In life, there's a lot of opportunities to not say things that yes. will make things way easier for And you. I think I've gotten a lot better at that. Yeah. You just know, not. Like, just not the other night with the dog. That's all. No. <laughs> you know. No. And so of course, happen. it just comes back to bite. I like Huey and the Hewlett's comment. The what? Comments. Oh. Comments. Comments. I'm sorry. Okay. My bad. Huey and the Hewlett says, just say yes, dear. Problem solved. I don't see that. Okay. Wait, scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. It's fine. Scroll down. Uh, San Diego State Aztec says, Utah Jazz coach player friction optics. Mrs. Monty, friction optics are far more engaging. Where's my popcorn? Thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah. You. Thank you. Boyd Lake says, vegetable equals fiber. But do for dogs... The dog doesn't actually, when their stomach's upset, they need to get, they, dogs have very, very complex ecosystems in their gut. And when you add sickness to it, it's brutal, man. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, my wife has the superpower of remembering everything I did that she didn't like from the day we met 17 years ago. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> Mrs. Monty is, is final, is wonderful in that she will rarely say, hey, you did this 36 years ago. Back is broken. But the thing that drives me crazy, it's the dishwasher example. Uh huh. I honestly, I don't mind loading the dishwasher. Right. I I am on the record as saying I hate doing dishes, and Mrs. Like the dishes is one of these stupid things that we just don't argue about anymore because I don't argue about it. Right. When she says, "Hey, will you load the dishwasher?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, no problem." Or the other night, she's like, "Can you empty the dishwasher?" "Yes, yeah, sure, no problem." And like last night, I'm loading the dishwasher. Mrs. Monty never rinses her dishes ever. So I have to like, <laughs> am I wrong? Yes, you You're are You're really wrong. denying but this. You know what happens? 
not not only do I almost always rinse my dishes, I then go into the kitchen after you guys cooked and there's still a pan with chicken grease. And so I cleaned the pan up. Well, I was unaware of that. I thought Jake had told me he had done it. So, because we loaded all, like, I loaded the dishwasher, we made our dinner, and he said, he told me he loaded the dishwasher. So I thought he had taken care of it. I didn't even know that was an issue. Because I, when I came into the kitchen, the pan was clean on the stove. I take care of things. I just take care of things because I, I get tired of, like, having yeah. asked. I get tired of having. But that doesn't change the fact that you don't rinse your dishes out. So one of the things that I cannot stand is the smell of old coffee. Like I just cannot do it. And this is where it started for me. Like when we used to share a house with my sister-in-law in LA and they, they're like passionate coffee drinkers. I cannot stand like a Starbucks cup that's been in there for like half a day with old coffee in it. You open that up and I might as well just vomit everywhere. Like it's, it is, it is really hard for me, but I don't mind doing it. How it goes. But I'll load the dishwasher and she will come and fix everything that I've done. And I'm just like, okay, well, I mean, if you want to load the dishwasher, go for it. Like, uh -huh. I don't mind like doing the, doing the counters. Generally, when we clean the kitchen together, I'll do all the counters in the stove. I'll take the garbage out. You know, if the floor is bad, I'll like get a Swiffer or something like that. Like, it's not really, I don't mind cleaning at all. Uh -huh. Before we had like the shark vacuum thing, I used to be the guy that would vacuum. That was and like And you know what? <clears throat> I actually have turned it off. I hate having to clean it. I'm I'm like over I'm over having in, to do anything that I don't have to do right now. So I turn <laughs> it off because you have to you have to empty it every single yeah. day. Or all it does is just roll around. It can't yep. suck up any more like air and dust. So Tom I'm says I'm glad to be out of a relationship. This conversation is giving me PTSD. We but uh, but again, we don't have a bad relationship. Our relationship no. is usually really easy. Yeah, it's just that. You go through these phases in life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you know, you go you go to a Thai massage place like Bob Kraft and everything feels better. It is what it is. I'm a man. No, no. Okay, apparently not. Uh, and Mrs. Monty is sipping when Monty is talking about how he hates coffee. Yeah. True. That's yeah. not that's not wrong. <laughs> and I don't even begrudge you for that. But the the not rinsing your dish thing drives me crazy. Uh -huh. because like, I, I don't know what it is. I'm a weirdo about certain things. I freely admit it. Like last night I had trouble cleaning. Like we, we like chips and salsa and guac in our house. So I think it was guac anyway. Mrs. Mati had put guac into like a ramekin and it had been sitting there all day. So it was like this dry, gross looking. And like, I had trouble looking at it. Like I, I, I tried to like spray it out. What is wrong? I don't know. Like there's just certain things like that, that, like oh, like dried milk in a cereal bowl. I it really weirds me out. Like it just okay. I'm just a weird guy about certain things. I yeah. I could never. I have a terrible gag reflex. <laughs> is what I want to say, but it's fine. Uh, the dog is like Conley. He's he's on a day to day basis. Yeah, yeah if we're not getting his ass vacuumed. He's throwing up all over the house. Yeah. Like dude, yeah. having a dog is. I, I, I love him dearly, but this has been rough. The Corona thing has been really rough, really, really rough. I mean, he, he like lays there and whines and shakes and doesn't move. And then, you know, he can't walk very far. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, it's been rough. And then, you know, of course I really enjoy how many times a week I've cleaned blankets and carpets and. But all of this to say that 
you got to get out of the house more. Like I've tried to take her to a jazz game tomorrow night. She said, no. I'm like, Hey, so now I'm not going to the jazz game. I'm going to, we're going to do a date night. Cause you have to get out of the house. Like yeah. yesterday we were snowboarding and Mrs. Mati couldn't go, but we dealt with this at Yelp. We like, did like, um, like, you know, it, it, getting out of the it's, house. It's crucial. It starts to ride on you that you're in the house all the time. And you start noticing every crack in the drywall. You start noticing that the vacuum has to be emptied every day. And it's like we were on, we were snowboarding yesterday. I was like, I have to do something for her. Like, I, we need to get you some relief. And sending flowers isn't going to get you that relief. No. It, it's, it's not. So sending you flowers is, is worthless. But, you know, so we thought about, hey, maybe just doing a date night. Hey, let's, let's go to a jazz game. Hey, let's. And, of course, Mrs. Monty's like, no, I'm not going to the jazz game. Not doing it. What but, would you like to do? You know, a date night three-wheel it with Jake? Huh? Or is Jake bringing his girlfriend? Like, no, man. that We're not ready for that conversation yet. Well, then, like... It would just be me and you. me to the jazz game with you and Jake is not really the date night. Okay, so let's go to the jazz game by ourselves. It's jazz and pistons. She doesn't want to go to the jet, and that's fine. Like here's he like here's the problem. We're going snowboarding on Thursday. I need to have time to set up my board because the other board is not working. You know, like when am I going to have time? Yeah, you need to get out of the house. I'm telling you, you work at home. You're in the house all day long by yourself. You got to get you. I I just working at home was cool for a while. I'm telling you, you got it. It's so hard when you're home all yeah. day long. And this, you're right. This, the weight of, I think the weight of this really impacted me at Yelp. And I didn't realize it until the, the end because it's just, it's brutal when you're home all you day. Have to have the, the, the balance Man. of getting out, it, you don't, re, it just sneaks up on you. Yeah. And the, the, yeah. I, I can tell you it's, it's refreshing to have social interaction. It's really weird to say that out loud, but it's refreshing. And we don't see many other people if we're being totally. Hey, close. But it's refreshing to have social interaction. Now, I've also gotten sick twice in the last 10 weeks because yeah. of social interaction. But it's better than sitting in the house all day. Like, and I'm trying to get you out. That's what I'm trying to do. And like little, little, you know, little date nights and stuff like that, I think are important. Yeah. Little weekend trips, I think are important. But I also agree that like you need to have time to do your snowboard. So, yeah. Can I said this is the same thing all relationships go through? Yes, it is. It is. It is. Yeah. So, I'm telling you, being in love is a choice. And it's not an easy choice every day. Trust me. Yeah. It, it is a challenge. When you've been married for six... How long have we been married? 37 years? 48 years? <laughs> Something like that? We got married at two years old. <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. It was pre. Right. It was preordained. No, it was arranged marriage. Anyways, hey, Neville, where's Blue Iguana? We go to Red Iguana. Blue Iguana is a, a, is a Tex-Mex restaurant. It's a tech, it's, it's not, it, have we been to Blue Iguana? We have been to Blue Iguana here. You've been there. Don't they have a little statue in front or is that the one in Phoenix? I don't know. All right, it all runs together. It does. I know Red Iguana, that's it. Yeah, yeah it does. It all runs together. Um, okay, real quick on, on Alexa. Where did we ever finish on Alexa? How important is Alexa in our lives? It's not that important to me. It's not that important. Yeah. You, you, oh, man. It's not. For yeah. me, with all the smart home stuff that we have, with the lighting, and, like, yep. I really like to listen to music. I use it for that. Like, I would be bummed 
if it was gone. All right, let's talk about DraftKings and gambling because I think this is also a really big one. I don't know how many people saw this. Speaking of struggles with tech companies, mm -hmm. DraftKings had a an account security mm -hmm. issue over the weekend and their users lost a total of $300,000 right. to hackers. What comes down to hackers. And what it sounds like is that DraftKings users got fished and a third party was able to gain access to multiple accounts and stole a total, an estimated total, according to reports, of $300,000 uh -huh. from users. So the question becomes, and I know we've talked a lot about this. I know we've talked a lot about this. I love fantasy sports. I love I love gambling lines. Like I love talking about games in terms of hey, the spread, you know, they're favored by five or, mm -hmm. or you know, like the number that I love so much is six and a half. Are they going to win by a touchdown or are they not? Yeah. I like I love those conversations. But the 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 thing that it comes down to is like our friend the prolific gambler doesn't use DraftKings here no. in Utah. No. He uses a bookie. Again, human interaction. Right? So are you somebody that, you know, embraces things like DraftKings? Because I can tell you, having been a, a user, a heavy user of DraftKings in the past, it's fantastic. Yeah, I, I'm not okay. a huge DraftKings guy or gambler at all. It's just not me. Um, I I enjoy sport for what it is. But I think if I was going to be a gambler, I probably would want a human. I probably would. You know, if that was going to be like a hobby for me, I'd probably need to form a relationship. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. So I, I find it funny that um, they, they they have to confess that they lost 300000 you know, due to fishing. Mm -hmm. But how much money are people losing every day on DraftKings? Like, yeah, but the difference they, is DraftKings lost $300,000 and the people lost $300,000 because where would that money have ultimately gone? Well, it would have been wagered on sports or fantasy. Mm -hmm. So, like, everybody lost. And for, for me... For me, I think the thing, and this is just me, I think the thing here is you got to change your passwords mm -hmm. on a regular basis. And yeah. again, Mrs. Monty and I talk about this all the time. Yeah. I, I hate the fact that I have to have a thousand passwords and I can never remember them. I can, it's, it, it, and I feel like Apple rolled out the keychain app to save all your passwords and it just doesn't work. It doesn't work the way like it, it was intended to work. And I think, you know, I I, <clears throat> I don't know. I just don't. Gambling has never been a huge passion. And I get that for some people. It's it's a big deal and it's like it makes the game interesting. But look, man, if you lose your password to your gambling account, like I, I don't know what to tell you. Like yeah, that's like, your money. Like you decide to lose your password. You know what I mean? Like I don't know what to say to you. Really, like I, I am to no end disappointed with how how much people are under attack every single day from fishing. Um I hear so there's a, a guy that I follow on Instagram who had to post that uh, all of the fake accounts that are impersonating him and telling people, don't follow them. They are not me. I reported them. They are still live and they're asking people for money. And, you know, it, it just gets like, it gets kind of depressing sometimes when it's like, Jesus, another phishing thing. Someone else is trying to steal your money. And DraftKings, their um, their revenue is like over two billion a year. So I'm they're a like, huge company. Kind of not sad that they lost three hundred thousand. I'm sad for their users, but oh, I I I feel bad about it. I I absolutely feel. I mean, 
nobody deserves to have their money taken. It's it's the yeah. it's the lowest of the low. But you know. yeah, they uh, they gotta protect it. And and the, the the hard part is, you know, when you work at a company, they make you watch like that <laughs> security video where it's yes. like, you know, how to recognize phishing. Don't yes. give your passwords out. We would never do this. I feel like well, there needs to be, a, and I'm sure there probably is that kind of a free course that people need to retake every few years because especially older people are so susceptible yeah. to this kind of attack. Yeah. Hey, DraftKings, we, you know, we have to have you update your password. They send you an email. Hey, we we're you know, redoing our security. You need but to at what your point, wait, 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 password. Wait. Click this link. But you at know. what point do we stop doing that? Cause I never do that. I, I never do that. I will never, I, if, 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 What's a company I do business with? R.C. Willie. Wells Fargo sends Wells Fargo. I am not clicking any link in that email. I will go to the site and sign exactly. in. Exactly. If it's something that I need to handle. Exactly right. By the way, uh, there's some folks who are, um, who are having uh, quite the discussion about Ooh. what to do on date night. Um, Kenai Johnson says, me and the kiddos at Junior Jazz Game tomorrow do something Mrs. Monty wants to do. I am. Did I not text you this morning and ask you about date night? You did. You know what I like to do, though? Like, I like to do things rather that I, I'd rather not spend the money on going to a jazz game. I'd rather play pool, play darts, go bowling, uh, throw axes. Um, go cut down a Christmas tree in the wilderness. Right? I mean, like, we could do that. I've said, like, hey, the break is right over there. We should go and play pool, play shuffleboard, play. And see, I'd rather go. <clears throat> I'd rather go get sushi and have a good conversation. I would. I'm always in that, but I don't. Like you're playing pool. Yeah, I I'd like to go shooting. Oh, that's the thing. It's like I think we go to sushi and we both end up looking at our phone, posting a picture of the food. Like, but like you can't be looking at your phone while you're playing pool. No, you can't. And I, I, that's why I like shooting. I like going, and we need, yeah, exactly. And we need to shoot our guns. Yeah. So, but there's this big, there's this big argument about, um, can I Johnson's like Jake kick rocks, no third wheel tonight, bro. Dude, no. I don't need to be a third wheel, man. Go and go and have your date night. Like go, I'll be fine. Yeah. I NY, will be fine. NY Monty fan says my problem is when I'm on the road, my wife thinks I'm out messing around 99% of the time I'm working until midnight ordering nasty pizza to my hotel room. Wow. You know. Well, Kurt Myers, I saw this story. The United States is testing global digital currency to replace the dollar. Do you trust a Bitcoin currency? No, no I'll, no, I'll no, never. No. I think, and this is something that I like. I lost my, um, I lost my key. The Your key, blockchain key. The blockchain key. I lost my my five hundred bucks, which now would be worse. The funny thing is, it'd be worth less than five hundred dollars now. Yeah. Um, but I lost my access to that. Like, in Bitcoin is is. I don't know. Bitcoin is not real. Yeah. You, you, it, it, it just is. <clears throat> I just don't think you can trust it. It's an investment, just like any other stock, and it can go up or go down. That's the thing. Bitcoin was not an actual currency. It was an investment that they traded for real items sometimes, but most people never really actually did anything with it. They were hoping that it would just be an investment and they could make a yeah. ton of cashing it out. Now, like, yeah, NY Monty fan says I should be going to pro sports games. No, you should be. I'm telling you, date nights and spending time together is critical. Can I says NY Monty fan make her feel like she is irreplaceable? And I actually think I do. I try to do a good job of that. 
I try to do little things. Yeah. I mean, talk about like love languages. Like, I don't know. People know what, but like mine is acts of service. Like let's, you know, I'd be thrilled if you were like, Hey, we need to clean up the leaves outside. Let's, let's go do that. You know? Instead, I'd rather call the landscaper and have you him come You would rather spend $500 on the landscaper. <clears throat> exactly. Exactly right. Uh, the, the lost more, um, they lost more than $300,000. So that's just the amount they were admitting to. Oh, I would agree for with sure. that. For sure. I would agree with that 100%. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, if I lose 1500, I'll say I only lost 500. No doubt yeah, about that. Nobody's ever going to own up to it. Yeah. And Greg's like, that's why I don't gamble anymore. Exactly right. Tom says DraftKings tried to sell the fan duel, but the government stopped it. If DraftKings doesn't sell, they'll die. I don't think so. Really? They're still, their revenue is still 2 billion. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Boyd Lake says with big companies like that, you're also talking about investors, including 401k, not just the hedge funds. Truth. And my Monty fan says, I'm gone so much. I love being home truly, but give me some credit. I wish I was out every night eating at Ruth's Chris and going to movies or sports games, but I can't. Got to make that bread. Yep, absolutely. What do you do? What does he do? Isn't, aren't you NY Monty fan? I think he's an over-the-road truck driver. Oh, is that, is that true? I think I could be wrong. Yeah, what do you do? Yeah, what do you do, NY Monty fan? Uh, Skeet says, I don't have any children that I want to know about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. <laughs> Tom says, my job sends sample phishing emails to test my ability not to get fished. Yelp used to do that all yeah. the time. Yeah. And I again, what Mrs. Monty said, yeah. if your bank or your job or somebody's like, hey, I need you to click this link and log in, don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Go to their app. Go to it. Like, you just can't. You can't. Alex Chacon says, Jake will fall for it if, he, if email is from Netflix. Yeah. I'm, I don't have time for Netflix. <laughs> the best thing that ever happened to me. But what happened to your Netflix? You got you got fished or yeah, something? Yeah, I opened an email. Like you know, you know, it, it's fine. Yeah, can I laughed exactly? Yeah, it's fine. Giggy says, uh, "Take her back to the painting and drinking date night." I loved. I loved fun. that. I think here's the problem. We've been so busy, and and I think that those things are changing. And I think that you know, work life. To me, I'm beginning to value work life balance more and more. Like yes. I think you can't just. It's unrealistic to just work and work and work and work. You can't do that. That's just not going to, that's not going to work out for you. I think the, I think that the, we uh, allow our, our business life to overtake our personal life. Yeah. And that can't happen. And I, I think that's absolute. I think I, at, in my situation, I think that's why I haven't been doing what needs to be done at the house. Like I, I'm just not there enough. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, you know. and I give you, you know, credit for that. Like, I know you're not, you haven't been home. Yeah. But I haven't said like, Hey dude, I need a break until I was like, all right, I need a break. Yeah. And I think, you know, the interesting thing is the vet said to us about the cocoa with my dog, your dog needs to walk more, take your dog on more walks. So the other day I was like, Hey, let's take the dog around the block. Yeah. You know, like I, I'm, I'm not, I, I, I see the comments about me being a terrible husband. I'm actually not. He's I'm not. A, I'm actually not. I'm, if I'm he was, it would have been a much worse situation. <laughs> yeah. Lopes Van Gabe says, any show with Mrs. Monty is automatically 134.7% better. It's science. Oh, I love that you did the math on that. And she's a science fanatic. Tom <laughs> says, it's a good reminder to be vigilant. New, uh, NY and I work for an, uh, for annoying big companies. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Kurt, Kurt Meyer says, cut down the tree, Tim. Why haven't you done this already? Because we're debating about a pre-lit tree versus a natural tree. And we should just... 
And you know what? Ryan Kanasiewicz, the head coach of the Utah Grizzlies, and I had this conversation the other day. Mm -hmm. His wife and he were going to go cut down a tree. His chainsaw was broken, whatever. But he's like, it's not that you have to go cut the tree down. Nine times out of ten, you got to go hike a mile into the snow in the mountains to get it. And it's, it, it is cold and it is snowy and you know. I would do it. I mean, I would do it once. But you got to drag that tree out. And, Ms. and Mrs. Monty's not the, oh, let's get a three-foot tree. No. She wants like the, the you know, Kennedy Center Honors flipping tree. <laughs> you know, she doesn't. I'm kidding. I'd rather, but honestly, I'd rather pay 300 bucks and get a decent pre-lit tree. Well, they're not 300 bucks, so. They're not. You, they're, so they're more than that. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, you know, hopefully they last. I mean, ours has lasted a long time, right? It, it has. About 400 bucks and that was in 2015. So that's, you know. Yep. Seven years. My Monty fan says, go cut down a Christmas tree in my hometown of Camas. That's actually where I was looking at if we were going to cut down a tree was in Camas. So thanks for saying that. Yep. Acts of service. That's what we're talking about. Exactly right. Thanks exactly right. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of acts it's of service. I'm going to do that. It's you a know. different kind though different you service would like certain acts of service i would like other kinds of acts of service <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, no phones on date night number one cardinal rule yeah and we've done i've actually feel like i've done better at night like not being on my phone as much trying to initiate conversations like last night just sitting on the couch i put my phone down and i was like hey how did this go or how did your day go or yeah just did. having minutiae conversations i think is really important you know, yeah. San Diego State says DraftKings FanDuel equal Bob Kraft and Jerry Jones, major investors. Yep. Yeah, seriously. Yep. Seriously. Sure. Jesse Harsh says, dude, I'm so single. The bots stay away from me. Why uh -huh. are you so single? Have you tried not to be? Yeah. What's up with that? Boyd Lake says, I went out with the kids and cut our Christmas trees. Great memories. And we should do it. We don't have a chainsaw is the other thing. Everybody that I've talked to about yeah, this says, oh, you got to have a hot saw. Yeah, you got to have, have a chainsaw. Because it's like 10 degrees and you're trying to wiggle through with a, a flipping aluminum sword. Yeah, you got to have a chainsaw. Not not what you should be doing. An yeah. aluminum sword. Do you, guys, do you guys understand that Thanksgiving is two days away? Not really, no. To be honest with you, no. Do you guys get really. that? Thanksgiving is two days away. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how did that happen? Uh, honest, I don't know how to control my life anymore. And I'm not trying to be like all introspective, deep thinker guy. I have no idea how to slow down life. I don't know. I have no idea. Well, I think it, I think slowing down life is is creating those moments. I mean, that's what that's what you have to do. Like you have like that's what I'm saying. Like the past probably 90 to 100 days for us has literally been just working every day. Basically, I remember being in Hawaii and thinking, man, I've got all kinds of time until Christmas. And now I don't remember being in Hawaii and Christmas is like five weeks away. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. And I, I don't know. This is the other thing, by the way. We agreed not to buy each other Christmas gifts. And Mrs. Monty bought me like a ton of Christmas gifts. She broke the rules. So I don't know anyone who's done that in past years. I don't do that ever. Right. Yeah. I don't. No, no, you no. I, I, I'm kidding. Anyway. All right. Jake got us burritos, by the way, Mrs. Monty. See, look at the head turn. See the, the angle, starving, the dude. axis. I'm starving. The, like, literally starving. 
<clears throat> I gotta go. Okay, uh, goodbye. Good to yeah, see you. I appreciate you joining fun. us. I miss everybody. Okay, see you soon. There you go. Mrs. Monty joins the show. Uh, which is presented by our good friends at the Advocates, utahadvocates.com. Again, the Advocates remind you to have a really safe Thanksgiving. The roads are always crazy. Please, please, please drive sober. Please do not drive distracted. And if you get hit by a distracted driver, get to utahadvocates.com. They are ready, willing, and able to serve you. They're the best injury attorneys in the business. Find them online, utahadvocates.com. And the Advocates remind you, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Be safe, be healthy, be happy. We'll see you on Monday. Until Monday, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.